You've got to be willing to fail and crash and burn. If you're afraid of failing, you won't get very far. Ladies, gentlemen and variations thereupon, this was modern escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, the Gizmondo of podcast hosts, and today I am joined by the Apple Pippin, aka Gadget. Hello. The Nokia Engage Stig. Oh man, as if you gave me the Engage. <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom Player Candy Machine. Right. And the Solar Powered Drildo Hyperclimax 3000i. It's Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Oh, sorry, wrong pod. Hello. (laughs) Before we go into proceedings, do not forget to check out our Patreon with some of the best deals in podcasting this side of Alta Vista, but more from that later. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What have you been up to, Biggie? Well, uh, you'll be very happy to know that I've been playing a lot more of Dragon Quest XI. It's incredible, isn't it? Oh, no, you've said it. He's going to go off and play it now. Oh, no. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really enjoying it. Uh, I don't need to talk too much about it. Cause I think you've pretty much covered it before, haven't you? Uh, not quite. No, I've been I've been told not to. Oh well, okay. In that case, it's developed by one of my personal favourites, Squeenix. Yep. Uh, designed by Yuji Hori, artwork by Akira Toriyama, mm. and scored by Koichi Sugiyama. Gods, all of them gods. Um, so if you played those <laughs> games before, you've kind of got an idea of, of what you're getting. It's very charming, beautifully animated, wonderfully scored. Um, you can play it almost like an action RPG, although it doesn't really make any difference. It's just the camera. Uh, you can play it traditionally as a turn-based one. Uh, it's very silly, but I don't mind that. To me, it's like the Ted Lasso of games. It's just mm. really pleasant to play. It's it's not too taxing. All the characters have I've got a little story. Um, they all interact really well. The background characters are quite funny. Um, it's just an easy-to-play game. Um, I'm, I'm sure there's more to it because these kind of games tend it, to reveal It gets that. harder after the credits, basically. So um, I'm about 18 hours so far in. What, what's the last thing you did in the story, just so I can get a rough estimation where you I are? I am heading to um, doing the quest. Ah, no spoilers. Through. The hey, you could, I, I might play it's this not game. Revealing of it. It's not going to reveal. You will not play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Celestial ruins, did you say? Yeah, I've just done the king's horse run. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yep. and then I, I, there's a big monster that's causing problems, so I need yep. to go and do that. So yeah, I'm, I'm about there. Oh, excellent, excellent. That's the main thing I've been doing. Uh, but interestingly, um, I wanted to play Dragon's Quest Eight. Oh, and the oh. other reason I could uh, do that was by soft modding my PS3. So oh. I'm not tinker with that. Um, I couldn't actually do a custom firmware properly because my uh, PS3 is automatically updated, which I've now stopped in case I want to do something different in the future. Mm. What you can do is use a soft mod called a PS3 Hen, which is available, and it kind of gives you pretty much all the stuff without actually permanently hacking your PS3. So I've been tinkering. It doesn't void any warranties either, does it? So all I'm doing at the moment is kind of set it, uh, setting it up as another backup emulator. Yeah. And I'm just playing different stuff on it, and I've got 
Dragon's Quest Eight running on that as well. So you mm. so you still got your ever expanding backlog, and now you're putting real effort into playing all. <laughs> yeah, he's, all, he's, he's, he's also picked uh, Dragon Quest Eleven and Eight, which are massive games. Yeah, I yeah, basically just want to hoard everything and play everything, which I oh, possibly God. can't. Also, Oodles, mm. how long do you think the PS3 warranty lasts? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah. That fair is a really play. good point. Fair play. Do what you want. I don't yeah, think they make them consoles anymore. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Thank you. That is not a waste of anyone's time. If you've not played any Dragon Quest game, with you can even start from Dragon Quest Builders for God's sake. Any of them. Any of them. They're all good. Bar the. Bar mm, a few. Yeah, they're not all good. I will say, even even though I didn't get on with Dragon Quest Eleven, the one thing that any time anyone brings it up, all I can hear is the battle theme because the, the I was when, they, just when they did going the to say that. when they did the Elusive Age um, re, 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 yeah. redo version of it, and they like got like an orchestra to play it, the battle music just fucking pops with this like it's jazz so band. Yeah, you just end up humming it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It, and in fact, in fact, just to punish the listeners who haven't played it, I'm going to put it in. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Another thing with Dragon Quest Eleven, um, with the S version, which I'm assuming you're playing. No, um, I haven't actually. I didn't get that. I oh, got this right. before that came out. I'm ah, annoyed that enough. I can't upgrade to it. On the S version, you can have Dragon Quest Eight um, soundtrack all the way through it as well. Because Eight's uh, a banging soundtrack. It as is. Well. It is. But yeah. Oh, just, just yeah, just, just try a Dragon Quest game. Um, brilliant. Um, Stig, you've been doing home. Uh, a couple of things this week I want to talk about. First one is a podcast. So oh. this is a podcast I've really been enjoying recently. That's uh, this one, right? Yeah, it must yeah, be. always. Uh, no, this one is called Florida Men on Florida Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> title already. What's that mean? <laughs> I think it's like Florida Men on Florida Man. Like, mm. you know, yeah. Anyway, this is um, Wayne, Cameron, Josh, and Greg. Although Josh, no, sorry, Greg doesn't exist. What? Uh, yeah, I don't get the joke yet because I've not got that far in. I don't know whether it's something that they've <laughs> revealed or whether it's just a running joke that they never touch on. Like, they introduce Greg first. Uh, even on their website, like, there's a question, Q&A with them all, and he just says something about him not existing. But I'm not in, it, I'm not in enough episodes yet to, like, find out say, are, are they saying about. Greg or Craig? Because sometimes when no, they it's say Greg, Craig... No, it's Greg. It's, 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 actual, it's actually Greg. They say Craig very strange. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Craig. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway these it's three guys and they just read headlines and stories about people and happenings in Florida and it's just hilarious I can like, say, I imagine there's a the few sh- out there the shit that some people get up to in Florida is insane <laughs> oh Florida man's amazing yeah it's just they're just I know it, the news report crazy. memes and I, I've seen the, the yeah. memes obviously like Florida man does this Florida man does yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah ex- exactly oh that'll be that's yeah, Florida thing. man on yeah. Florida yeah yeah, um, so <laughs> he's just got he's it. Got it. He's got it. He's just got it, and I've been listening to it. Yeah. Stig, your finger yeah. is forever off the pulse. I think one of I think one of them actually listens to this show because he, he gave us a review. So I apologise if they hear this <laughs> for not getting the title of your pod. Maybe anyway, you're Greg. Uh, <laughs> you're Greg. Yeah. 
So episodes are on 50, 60 minutes long. First section's kind of about stuff they've been up to. And then, and then the second part is they do like current headlines and news stories, discuss them. And then the third win will tell like a big narrative story around something or someone to do with Florida. So to give you an idea of the stuff they talk about, obviously they've talked about the Bermuda Triangle, the life of pro skater Rodney Mullen. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> he invented like loads of skate tricks, inspired yeah. the likes of Tony Hawk. They talked about Howard Solomon. This is a man who built a castle out of scrap metal. It's still there, and you can go and stay in it as a hotel. Uh, I've, I've seen it. Just look it up. Look at Howard Solomon's scrap metal castle. It's insane. It's, Get a tetanus jab first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we're all tetanused up in his uh, lifetime. Disney World, sure. After Hours, the stuff that goes on in the park once the guests have left. Oh my god! Yeah, and but this is my favorite so far. Was the of the ones I've listened to? It's the 1958 Tampa Snow Show, um, which resulted in 47 lawsuits, three dead reindeer, two Santas being arrested, <laughs> and I just creased my way listening throughout this. Wow! Like honestly, it's absolutely hilarious. The guys just like they're really quick witted and clever with some of the stuff they're talking about. It's I, I really recommend it if you just want a, an hour long podcast that you you'll laugh through. So. I mean, anything to do with Florida Man always tickles me. Yeah, remember it, it, that time it, when the Florida Man was a, a zombie and he was going around zombieing people, eating people. Oh, I remember that one. Mm. That were yeah. a big, that were a big week for Florida Man. Yeah, the, 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 I think the best one I ever saw um, was, um, and I've just had to look, had to look at it. Shit, just, I've just, just googled just, that castle. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the, the best one, the best one I've seen, which I had to I had to Google just to get the the, the right wording for the headline. Um, and I'm going to give it to you context free. Florida man suspected of using private plane to draw a giant radar penis. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the humidity down there. It has to be. It's got to be. <laughs> yeah. That and the crack. <laughs> and the meth. Don't forget the meth. And, and, the, the, coke, meth and the cocaine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really good. Just listen to that. But the other thing that I've binged this week is not everyone's taste on here, probably, but it's Clarkson's Farm on Amazon Prime. I started oh, watching that this evening. I've heard good yeah, things. Pip's watched it, and I've seen a couple of episodes. Yeah. Uh, so um, this started. They started filming this back in 2019 uh, when so Clarkson's owned a farm since 2008, but his farm manager is leaving, and rather than hiring a new farm manager, he has the idea of I'm going to farm the land to become the best farmer in the world. Basically, what could go wrong <laughs> with no knowledge of farming and no idea what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, he starts off by typical Clarkson fashion. He buys a Lamborghini tractor. Does he have a shirt tucked into his jeans? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Classic huge. This, this 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 lamp this tractor is fucking huge. Like mm. everyone just comes up, just like this tractor's too big. Like you cannot <laughs> farm with this tractor. But they persevere with it because he's probably spent a fuck ton of money on it. Um, it's full of you know it's Amazon. So the production values, the music, the sky eye, yeah. The honestly, the the beautiful shots of the landscape and everything from the air, like it's just you know typical what you get from Amazon. Um, but yeah, it's full of full of like brilliant characters in it as well. Like, I mean, do you call them characters? These are real people, but they are like kind of characters in this show. Um, there's a young lad in it, Caleb, who has yeah helped farm the land for the last three years. He's only 21, but he knows everything to do with farming like he's so good and he he he's hilarious he does not give clarkson an inch 
like for a 21 year old lad to give like someone with you know a big celebrity presence he probably like doesn't Clarkson. really know Clarkson is at that age to be fair he's not grown up with him probably not but like you know they live in the same village and everything yeah so you've, you'll, like, you'll have heard of him know him and everything but I know he's worked on Clarkson's farm for three years so yeah but yeah he, he's not afraid to call bullshit on him and just lay into him and just tell him he's wrong and Where is his just, farm? It's hilarious. Sorry if you said it. Where it's uh, in the Cotswolds. Yeah, that's uh, where he lives. Chipping isn't it? Norton. Yeah, Chipping Norton. Yeah, Caleb has never been out of the area, other than like one school trip. <laughs> one school trip that he went to London on, and he stayed on the bus because he didn't like it. The Cotswolds is um, <laughs> not the enough Cots- cows. The Cotswolds is nearly as posh as Stig's estate, isn't it? God, it's posher down there. Really? Um, I was saying, the Cotswolds is very posh. Mm. I will say I'm currently uh, recording from the Cotswolds as we speak. Ah. (laughs) Because I'm posh, you know. Ah. (laughs) You need to go to the farm. You need to tell us. We want an on-location report. I'm going on holiday (laughs) only half an hour away from it. So I'm quite tempted to go down to the farm shop. I I would. You're going to pop to the farm shop. I would. Yeah, I might do, yeah. Um, But yeah, there's, there's Gerald. So Gerald is picture the guy from Hot Fuzz, who's you know the one where they find all the bomb and guns and stuff in his shit. Yeah, the one you can't understand. That is Gerald. Like throughout of it, he's constantly talking to Clarkson. You can just see on Clarkson's <laughs> face, he's like, "I have no fucking idea what this guy's saying." When when, when Pitt was watching, she was translating him for me. Because he's got such a thick West Country-ish accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, I grew up around people like this. I, just, I know, I can, I can translate that for I, you. I just I switched the subtitles on when he came on. <laughs> it's literally in the subtitles as well. Every now and again it says, indistinct. They can't pick up, they can't pick up what he's saying. <laughs> That's what comes up for me for Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, I really hope it was, an, it was like an American staffer at Amazon that was doing the subtitles. Oh yeah, oh, God. <laughs> There's a bit. There's a bit near the end where he's in. He's got a mask on and he's trying. He's talking to Clarkson through a through a radio. And Clarkson's just looking at the camera like, no, like, <laughs> not a clue. He just starts laughing. He's just like, I have no idea what he's saying, telling me to do here. Uh, and then, then Gerald's just there laughing to himself. He'll say something and laugh, and it's just like I'm watching it, going, I don't know what he's talking about. Like he's brilliant though. And then Charlie's, he's like account manager who basically just brings him doom and gloom all the time. Mm. But yeah, in typical chart, uh, Clarkson fashion, uh, he has all these weird and wonderful ideas, doesn't think about them through before just diving head on into them. But it makes for good telly. Mm. Uh, but yeah, again, also in typical Clarkson fashion, he's quite boorish at times and says things that will rile people up. He you knows know, what he's doing. Of course he yeah. does. It's a character. He knows. He's not that evil. He even, he even posted something on Twitter about when he was doing some conservation stuff. And all he posted was all the trees he lobbed down, and he got loads of shit for it. And he went, actually, you need to do this because it lets light through, and it does this, and does that, and does that. And what he's doing is actually a good thing. But he, all he did was post the chop trees. one tree down, you yeah. plant two more. Yeah, so uh, he does. Yeah, he does it. But you know, he's typical Clarkson. Yeah. For me personally, I was a big fan of Top Gear, and then I dropped off a little bit on the uh, what was it called on Amazon? The Grand Tour. Grand Tour. The Grand Tour. Yeah, I dropped off that and. I, I like him in sort of small doses, probably like people like me. Um, and it's just kind of, <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point where, yeah, I need to take a break from him. But he's, when he's on, on it, he's really good. Yeah, really I think funny. what helps as well with this is, I mean, I dropped off Top Gear and, and kind of liking Clarkson as well for a while, you know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I think what helps with this is he is out of his depth and he isn't really the leader, like where he is with, with when he's with James May and 
Richard Hammond, he's kind of like in charge and just kind of tells them to shut up if they're trying to argue back. Whereas this, he he, he kind of has to listen to people and get and he, and he has to deal with being put in his place. So it works really well. But again, it's not all fun and laughs. Like it goes through a lot of the hardships that go with farming, and there's parts of it where you can actually feel see him being quite sad about things about having to call animals and he's quite visibly shaken about things at times and he's constantly coming up with money issues and what and like what farmers come up with and it's yeah like, i mean you have to be dedicated if you it really highlights yeah what like real life that is what you know really bad weather droughts or too much rain or bugs or whatever can like just absolutely wipe out farmers profits yeah, totally. But, yeah, but it has all that side, but on the other side, it has all the typical... Here at Modern know, Escapers, and we are stuff. friends of farmers. <laughs> yes. We are. We are, yeah. Having worked on one, very much so. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I, um, I smashed the whole thing this week, um, and I didn't expect like me to be smashing through a programme with Jeremy Clarkson on, but mm. I enjoyed it, and he was in good form on it. Excellent. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're going to move on to me now because that's the order that I have put up. Um, my, my week's been a bit like uh, Biggie's. Um, yeah, I've been playing Dragon Quest. What of it? But <laughs> <laughs> I always we, have. We assume you're always playing Dragon Quest. Mm. I've, all, I've, I've, I've put most of my time into a game I'm not allowed to discuss because it's under embargo at the moment. But all I'm going to say is um, I think I've found this year's Celeste. But that's all you're getting from from me. Um, with that one, a bit also, um, I do apologise. It's our weekly football catch up. Let's um, yeah. not bother. Come on. I watched the on. football and it let me down. That's my review. <laughs> yeah, it did. By and the time this comes out as well, it could be even worse. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But I did go out and nothing to report. That's how bad the game was. I went home straight away afterwards. So. It's not good, is it? Me coming home almost sober. What a waste. Yeah, uh, uh, result. The, good the for other, the Scots, though. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fair play. Um, I've given up on Cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, really? Shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked. So when I first started playing it, I was praising it, saying, oh, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And then I'd done the intro, um, and then it turns into a very boring game. Very boring game. Um there's too many side quests. Everything just pops up. Everyone's ringing you up left, right, and centre. You, you haven't got a moment to explore. And then when you do explore, there's nothing to explore. Oh, it's, it's just not good, is it, guys? No. I've not, been, I've not got past think, the uh, intro. Like, the, literally the last... That's the best bit. I've done the intro, and I've done the bit after the intro with the family. I don't know. Which, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The the problem the problem with cyberpunk is aside from the technical issues and all the which I haven't of, noticed, but yeah, which yeah, with all the rigmarole around that, even if you fix all the technical issues and do like the next gen upgrade and stuff like that, yeah, the mm. actual minute to minute gameplay once you get out of the intro and get, mm. get maybe about ten hours into it mm. isn't that interesting. It's um, it's it's very much like a it's almost like a PS two era game. I was about like, to say he, that he has a quest. Go do yeah. it. Yeah. Come back. Here's the next quest. Go do it. Come it reminds me, of, like I, I, I unlocked a motorbike. It reminds me of Headhunter. Uh, remember that PS2 yeah, game yeah. where yeah, you, you, that, yeah. you have got an open world, but there's nothing to do. You just got to yeah. drive to the next mission. But with Cyberpunk, 
You're constantly getting phone calls. As soon as you move into another territory, you're getting a phone call saying, I've got 45 missions for you to do. None of them are fun. Yeah. No. um, Which is a bit shocking given how fun and interesting The Witcher 3's world was to to explore. Which all those side missions were incredible. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah, and these side, you know, these side missions are. Oh, look at this! There's, there's a, someone with implants that's gone a bit mental. Go kill them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or but, go, or go do these ten things like, for me. It's like the first <laughs> thing, like as soon as you, the first time you come out, like your apartment, kind of thing. You look at mm. the map, and there's just icons everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. It's just like, what am I doing? Yeah, what, where am I going here? Like, I have yeah. no idea. It's but awful. Maybe, the maybe menus just, aren't good. Maybe if you just stick to the main story, do that, and call it a day. I've uninstalled but it's so it. Short though, isn't it? It's, the main story is so short when you play it. It's uninstalled, it? mate. It's uninstalled. I put. I see. I bought it like full price on get the start. Oh, right. I admit, like it was only thirty five quid. I will. Still. I, I will boot it back up once they've put a game in there that I enjoy. Uh, but Good yeah, look. it's back the, on the uh, PSN as of uh, well. Yeah, I know. We recorded because, this cause, cause tomorrow, like, the twenty first. Because like the the. I had no errors, no graphical errors, no issues and stuff like that. Nah, maybe. So that bit's fixed. There's still a dull game there. They need to just drop it. Uh, you say that. Uh, Sony and I think um, Microsoft are still, when it goes back on the store tomorrow, they're still putting a disclaimer saying, I don't blame please them. play this on the PS5 or the Pro. Cover their own back. anything yeah. lower, it's your own fault. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But let's, let's leave Cyberpunk in the gutter. The main thing I want to talk about is <laughs> Bravely Default 2. Um, oh fucking hell! <laughs> don't you dare! Don't you dare! This, this, Stig, you can go to sleep now. This is another jail. It won't be talk. long. I'm going to talk for five minutes because uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even a quarter away. I'm not it. even lying. Like I don't mean to be rude. I'm going to get some more water. You get some more water. Get me one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a very typical JRPG. Um, lovely, lovely um, <clears throat> art style. The characters do have feet now, which they didn't use. Hey. Have, they didn't used to have feet. <laughs> Yeah, they, were, they were they were very chibi characters yes, in the first yeah. one, weren't they? They still are, but they're a bit more tall. <laughs> Let's just say they're taller. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so old. A foot taller? Maybe it's so old school it hurts. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Um, there's a clever mechanic where when you're roaming around in dungeons and world map, if you're um, higher level than what you should be, if you've grind grounded, is it grinded or grounded? I don't know. When you've been grinding. Grind, uh, grinded. <laughs> grinded, yeah. When you've grinded too much, um, the enemies run away from you. Do you know what I mean? That You can't even initiate these battles with them. They just piss off because it's, it's the game's way of telling you to stop wasting your time and push on. Uh, but yeah, it's just a charming little adventure and I'm really enjoying myself with it. And the, the funny story is, is I bought it when it came out and then I forgot I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it in my little, uh, my little, uh, like, game box that I've got underneath my laptop, and just forgot I'd bought it because I got um, Kurt. L- Kurt's lend me. A- he borrowed me Mario. I played that. I played a few other games, and I just forgot I had it. Then I looked in my box the other day, and I'm like, oh shit, I've got this. <laughs> <laughs> this fifty pound game I bought. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing that. It's really good, and that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks. Did you get me a drink? Yeah, it's here. Thanks, mate. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all I've been doing. Um, I have got some plans for next week, so don't worry that you'll get more from me next week. But we're going to move swiftly on to Gadget. Um, so a couple of things this week. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also going to recommend a podcast. Um, Stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like documentary podcasts, and I like... Um, kind of stuff that 
stuff that relates around people doing fucked up shit in America. Mm. Well, I, promise <laughs> it's not, I promise it's not the Florida man one. Um, I, I've been listening listen to a podcast actually primarily today. It's why I kind of brought it up uh, called American Scandal. And it's, it's one of Wondery's podcasts and it's um, hosted by a guy called Lindsey Graham. And it basically re- uh, recounts scandals in American society. So um, ones I've listened to in the past, there was the Three Mile Island disaster, um, the uh, VW emissions scandal, several things about presidents being dodgy or politicians being dodgy. But the one I was listening to today was um, called uh, The Ice Pick Surgeon. Mm. You ever heard of how a frontal lobotomy was done? Oof. No. Yeah. No. Which were well, so, so the, there was there was a, a doctor in the kind of the forties and fifties who invented this con- concept of curing mental health issues such oh, as yeah. um, schizophrenia, depression, that kind of thing. Was it like trepidation se- or something? It's called something like that. Or- no, um, it was by severing a few connections in the frontal lobe of the brain, which is uh, just behind your forehead. Gross. Um, and it was first. It was done at first by traditional brain surgery, you know, opening up the skull and that kind of thing. And that took too long, and he couldn't see enough patients to make a lot of money. So he developed a, a technique that involved putting an ice pick past your eyeball oh. and breaking through your skull and just swizzling it about a bit. Uh, yeah. Did Suffice you- to say, no one does that in America anymore or in the world. Did anybody survive? Through- I mean, lots of people survived. Lots of people died. How, do, people- how do we cure this? By just killing them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jesus. Stab- Hundred percent results. It's medicinal brain stabbing, is what it is. But yeah, so anyway, their their pockets that they the way they organise things is they do like little mini series of like four or five 45 minute hour long episodes, and um, they're really well produced, really well presented, really well researched and written. Um, and it's it's done a little bit like a documentary, but also with the host kind of doing bits of dialogue, so he'll voice both people in a conversation, and it's panned left and right. Um, but just to kind of illustrate what's going on, and it's just really well put together podcast and well worth listening. It to. sounds like a podcast you can you can have on while you're eating your dinner. <laughs> and maybe not that one precisely, but it's a good one for driving to. Actually, I really like driving to, and the guy's got a really nice voice. Gadget, if uh, you like those like kind of stories from America, have you heard listen to S Town? Yeah, yeah, I've listened to S Town. Yeah. Fucked me up. That was such a that was a hell of a turn. That one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great S Town was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I listen to loads of stuff. I like I listen to like um, a lot of stuff that Gimlet puts out, like Crime Town and Reply All and that kind of thing. Um, the main thing I want to talk about um, after I was so round, after I was so rousingly put down for it last week, I've been watching Arrested Development. Good. <laughs> um, started watching it on um, on Netflix this week. I'm about I'm most of the way through the first season. And I just have to ask, why did why is, does nobody talk about this? Why did we did we, we did years ago? We talked about it five years ago. Uh, five, so this came out in two thousand three. Uh, it's an American sitcom uh, starring Jason Bateman, Portia de Rossi, Will Arnett, Michael Cera, David Cross, Tony Hale, uh, and Jessica Walter. Massive hitters, um, all of them. Oh, huge hitters, but also kind of at the time. Not yeah. the most well known outside of America. Like I think they'd all done various bits of TV in America, especially Michael Sarah. Yeah, well, because yeah, he was just a babby when he, he was did a pop. Yeah, I mean Jessica Walter would be a stage actor, so Jeffrey Tambor and people like that. David Cross was a voice actor, uh, but like Jason Bateman and Portia de Rossi weren't really well known outside of unless you watch Saturday Night Live. I Let's guess. not forget David Cross's starring role in, in Small um, Soldiers. Was she Danny McBeal? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was, yeah. It, it, I don't remember a lot of 90s TV. But anyway, Jason yeah. Jason um, Bateman was quite big in the 80s as well. Um, he played a kid in one of the uh, TV shows, like Family Ties or something like oh, that. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, I didn't he, know he that. was a famous kid actor. 
Oh, fair enough. Um, so Arrest Development follows this, um, the dysfunctional Bluth family, who are a bunch of very rich, very spoiled people who are put into disarray when the, when the patriarch of the family um, is um, arrested for massive corruption. Mm-hmm. The most corruption. <laughs> um, they end up having their assets frozen and they all kind of want to stick with their own particular lifestyles and it's up to Jason Bateman's character, Michael Bluth, who is the only reasonably sensible one in the family to run the business and try still and keep everyone sensible, together. Still not that sensible, though, is it? No, he's still not that sensible. The main thing is the entire cast of characters, Michael included, are a bunch of bastards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there, is, there is not a single good person in this family. Whether whether it's um, uh, Michael's sister, Lin- Lindsay, is it? Yeah, Lindsay, who is vacuous, determined, never to have a job, spends all the money that she can get. A really messed up husband, uh, Tobias Funke. 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 Who has the dubious honour of being a disgraced doctor and also a man who is never nude. <laughs> Oh yeah. One day, oh yeah! One day that he's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, Will Will Arnett pl- uh, plays uh, Job, who I called Gob last week because it's yeah. spelled G O B. The greatest um, magician ever known. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> magician who is completely inept, <laughs> dating one of the most fantastically beautiful women in the world, and yet constantly cheats on her, and is not very good at it either. Nope. And it's just mad. It's. When I when I, when I look at it when I'm watching it, it seems like it's the, the prototype for things like Shit's Creek and for it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, like yeah. this idea of these kind of people who are completely displaced from where they are, but also making no effort to be better people. They're subhuman, a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, David Cross steals every scene that he's in as mm. Tobias. He's so good in that. He is so good and so friendly yet creepy. Like the man is so unnerving. Mm. <laughs> Wait till you start hitting the next few seasons. Yeah. There's jokes that run through, and they're so subtle. But if you catch it, you're like, "Oh fuck, that is brilliant." The problem so, with Arrested so Development is the quality is a roller coaster. It starts slow, gets up, goes down again, gets yeah. back up, and goes down again. It's oh, it's a, it's a roller coaster. The um, some I, I do enjoy the way some of the gags are written. Like the, there's a lot of gags which are very long setups for short punchlines. Yeah. And when it hits, it's perfect. At yeah. least in this first season, some of them are great. Um, I say anything with Tobias is great. The the current episodes that I'm up to is where it's around um, George Senior's trial. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um, Michael starts dating uh, the blind lawyer yeah. who isn't blind, who's <laughs> wonderfully played by Julie Lewis Dreyfus mm. um, in a, a proper guest turn, and everything. It, it's so hard to describe because it is so surreal. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of like guess things, like everybody, everybody's in it. Like anyone who you've seen in a TV sitcom in the last twenty years guests at some point in this. They've got Henry Henry Winkler playing a probably racist, probably homophobic, <laughs> closeted gay lawyer. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> he was completely well. inept yeah. at his job. Um, but I, I think Jessica Walter is the standard to me. The only oh, problem is because so I've seen because I've seen Archer first, and obviously Mallory's based on. Um, uh, Lucille Bluth. All I can see is Mallory mm. because she doesn't put on a voice for Mallory and Archer. No, she's just just her. Um, but some of the shit she comes out with is fucking hilarious. Like, so really heinous, racist shit sometimes, but somehow it's funny. That's what old money does to you. That's what it does to you. <laughs> True. Yeah. 
None of the characters are endearing. I think the closest character, closest to an endearing character you can get is Michael Sarah's character, George Michael. Yeah. And that's only because he's young and, and wet behind the ears. Yeah, but he also has a crush on his cousin. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his cousin, who in the latest episode I've just watched, has been fleecing people for money by pretending to be her disabled twin sister that doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making any of this shit up, listeners, as well. No. You haven't seen it, so... Although, to be fair, I do feel like I'm the only person in the world who hasn't seen it. I think you are the yeah, only one that It's left on for you, basically. I would, um, <laughs> I would maybe advise just stopping after season three, though. I was about to say that. Yeah, a, a, lot, yeah. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of people have said that, and I'll probably do that. It's like, um, which I've done with a few things, like Community, I stopped after season four, because yeah. apparently mm-hmm. season five was terrible. It is. Uh, 30 Rock, I tend not never to watch the last season, stuff like that, so... Yeah, because um, I, I watched season four, because obviously it's, oh, Arrested Development's back, amazing. Yeah. Mm. And I was put off, put off by it so much, I never even bothered with season five yet. Really? I was just like... I've watched them all, but just out of, like, morbid curiosity. Yeah, I, sh- I just didn't feel like I wanted to watch season five. A lot of the episodes... I was the same I didn't check out. A lot of the newer episodes, I'm watching it while looking at my phone. Do you know what I mean? You're not really watching yeah. it, it's just mm. on. And then you notice the Netflix saying... Are you still there? Are you still watching it? Like, oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, the first, those first three seasons, absolute gold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the jokes come thick and fast. And, um, I mean, I could talk about it for ages. I mean, we haven't even got onto, like, um, Buster Bluth. He's <laughs> just one of the most uniquely pathetic characters. And actually, it, it makes me wor- worry that Tony Hale has been typecast as playing these sad sack characters. Well, yeah. Because if you watch Veep, he plays a very similar character in that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, watch Arrested Development. Really good. Yeah, excellent. Thank you. And Candy, what have you been up to? Um, a couple of things this week. The first thing I'm just going to touch on briefly. Um, I did the demo of Stranger of Paradise, the Final oh. Fantasy Origins demo. Did you destroy Chaos? I didn't get quite that far. I turned it off after 20 minutes. Oh. Um, it was the one announced and dropped at E3, which I, it took two patches to actually work. So I'm I downloaded going to it. to kill Chaos. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good start, then, if you've oh. got to have patched the demo to get it going. Honestly, that was the, be- that was the best part of it. Was <laughs> that on um, PC, I take it? No. That was on PS5. Yeah. Oh. It's a quasi-remake of Final Fantasy 1, but they just ruined it. It's bad. Oh, really? It's oh. really bad. Like I, I know it's just a demo and it's not necessarily representative, but I can't really find it. It looks like a game from features. 15 years ago. It does, yeah, and it plays like it too. Yep. It's clunky. And... <laughs> Dear. Yeah. I'm only Without interested in games a... from 24 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> s- some hold up, some back. don't. That's the difference. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I'll be buying that one unless it significantly improves, but I can't imagine it would. Oh, it'll be uh, 70 main... quid. <laughs> yeah, it will be as well. Mm. The main thing I've been doing, I've been watching a film called The Devil All the Time. Okay. And I don't know if you've heard of this one. It's based on yep. the novel by Donald Ray Pollock. Um, the Devil All the Time is a series of interlacing stories set in the Appalachia Bible Belt region of the USA. It sort of jumps back and forth in time set around the sort of World War II, end of World War II and the sort of start, just beginnings of the Vietnam era. It's kind of a bleak and intense look into people's willingness to believe in the power of faith. Um, oh, when- yeah, so you, you know where this is going. So one story centers um, around a character played by Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, you might know him as. Oh, he's pretty in real life, isn't he? Oh, he's a gorgeous boy. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> he doesn't really look like a clown. He kind of does, though. He's got those... Pretty uh, clown. Those, yeah, those eyes are real. Uh, so anyway, Bill Skarsgård, he's returned from the war during which time he, he witnessed a fellow soldier having basically been tortured and crucified. Um, 
And because of the evident PSD he's still suffering, he found it difficult to look at the image of a cross and pray to the image of a, of a cross. And it's sort of his story that springboards the rest of the subsequent interwoven tales. And I will just say at this point, it's got every single trigger warning going. So it has got multiple scenes of suicide. It's got animal cruelty, sexual assault, and it's not suitable for acnophobics. So it's not exactly, it's not a laugh a minute. Gadget one, we're watching it then. Yeah, nope, not a chance. <laughs> yeah. um, it is a bleak look. That said, the acting is absolutely stellar. It's. I'm just going to read off this cast to you. So it's got Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Robert Pattinson, Sebastian Stan. So already you've got Winter Soldier, Spider-Man yeah. and Batman. Mm. <laughs> Riley Keough, Jason Clark, Eliza Scanlon and Mia, I'm going to butcher the surname, Mia Wasikowska. And it's also narrated by the, uh, the author Ray Pollock and produced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so despite what I've said, I haven't painted a very pretty picture of the film. <laughs> However, if you're in the mood for something that is quite hard hitting and very well acted, I would I would recommend it. It's a brilliant film and it's it's worth a go if you're in the mood, but don't expect to come out of it feeling particularly good about life. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> so, family, gather around, let's sit down and watch a movie together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Please don't watch it with the family, especially if you've got little ones. But it's it's a very, very good film. Um Yeah, there's always a time and a place for that, isn't there, if you're yeah. in the the right frame of mind. Yeah, the other day I woke up and, and and I just said, I'm going to watch There Will Be Blood. And I did. Sometimes you just want to watch these bleak films, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, as, as long as you're in the right mood, it's, um, it is a brilliant film. And I actually, I, I do want to read the book because of it. I, um, I've got it on Audible. I can almost and guarantee start, it's probably better. It's almost got to be, it's got mm, to yeah. be hasn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think now I know what I'm, what I'm in for. I'll, uh, I'll give that a go on, uh, on Audible. You see, books are not scared to go places that films <laughs> just can't. And it's it's always so much worse in your head, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. Everyone's imagination is so much worse than you can see on film. Mm. Yeah, true. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much. All good recommendations this week. Uh, Right, thank you everyone for that. And now let's move on to the main topic. Biggie, what are we doing? Yes, this week we're talking about failed tech. It's either tech that didn't take off for whatever reason, fell by the wayside, or was just so boneheaded, it was always doomed to be thrown into the sea. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's got this um I'm quite excited about this one because um we're all nerds and we've all we've all been stung by tech in the past. Um or even if we've not even touched this particular tech, we all know the stories. So we're gonna start with you, Biggie, as well. Okay. Well I've gone for a slightly different version of it, so I'm picking the PS Vita, mm. which ironically is Latin for life, but wasn't <laughs> treated that way. Yes. Um, yeah, love it or hate it. Um, the, the Japan, Japan did. Um, I did. But I they loved did. it. I love it. But yeah, I don't think Sony did so much. No. So the PlayStation Vita, or the Vita as it's known, or the PS Vita, is a handheld video game console developed and marketed by Sony. Um, it was released in Japan in December 2011. And the rest of the world, generally, um, in February the following year, in 2012, it launched with various titles, uh, such as Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Mm. Wipeout 2048, and ports of your games like FIFA and other stuff. Um, It was a successor to the PlayStation Portable, 
um, part of the PlayStation branding. But it launched for in America two hundred and fifty dollars. Too expensive. And over yeah. here, it worked out as about two hundred and eighty. Even the, more uh, expensive. Three G version, <laughs> which is mad considering that the PlayStation Three was probably going for about fifty eighty quid more. Yeah. Um, it was had a proprietary PS Vita memory card required. Which costs more than the console. To pick up your storage (laughs) space. So you could only have memory cards that were like 4 gigs, 8, all the way up to a mind-blowing 64 gigabytes. And which cost about 200 quid. Yeah. Uh, You could get fake ones. I had a 64 gig one. Yeah, you could. You could, but not straight away. You couldn't. Not not for the first year. Trust me. I had a 4 gigabyte one for fucking a year, mate. And if you went for a particular model, you'd get like a one gig flash memory yeah, that you yeah. could use um, as well. Um, it came with, um, it almost looked like a, a mini controller in a way, but it was missing two of the main buttons that you'd have on a controller, which yeah. actually affected a few games that were ported over. Um, and it also had a camera on the front and back. Um, it was, believe it or not, backward compatible, which is normally unheard of with Sony, but only for PSP and PlayStation 1 games if you downloaded it. Yeah. Um, it launched with a beautiful OLED screen. Oh, it's gorgeous. It still is gorgeous. It's stunning. And that's the model I got. Yeah. Um, and then the later model, when they did a sort of rejig of it, LCD uh, thing, launched wasn't with it? The, the cheaper LCD, which obviously was fine, but it wasn't OLED. Um, they also launched the PlayStation TV. Oh, forgot about well. that. <laughs> Shite that. Which uh, I also have. And they wow. are both, they are both jailbroken. Um, and I use them as emulators. Lend me one. Um, as well as other stuff. But yeah, it's um, for those who don't know what the PS TV was, it's basically a Vita, but it was docked, so you could actually connect it directly to the TV. Um, but yeah. Basically, the PS TV basically just felt like um, something that was made like especially for YouTubers and reviewers. Yeah. 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 Because it was, it was the, the only point of it was that you could put it out to a capture card. Yeah. Yep. Well, they, they, they marketed it as like, oh, you can stream your PlayStation to another room. So I was like, excellent. Get this. PS Vita TV, put it in my bedroom, and I can stream my PS4 to it. My yeah. bedroom is directly above. Enjoy that lag, room, baby. Our front yeah. room, and the lag was terrible. Mm. Like, it just, I just like this was a massive waste of money. Yeah, you basically needed an insane Wi-Fi signal that was just wouldn't create that latency. But yeah, it was just not it did it, it it didn't have LAN, did it? It didn't have a wire connection. No. no. So um, <laughs> yeah, it was. At the, the time when it was launched, you no know, Sony were right behind it. And then um, for reasons that I think there was a shift in sort of the mobile gaming market, um, it was competing with the Nintendo um, 3DS. And the iPhone. And, and the iPhone. And so, again, it's just the way that Sony um, supported it or didn't support it. Mm. And Nintendo sort of basically went off galloping away once they dropped the price, which Sony didn't do for a few years. So they were still trying to push it, still trying to relaunch it, and they just didn't understand the market. And then when you came to things like E3, there were just no announcements for the Vita, even though it's only been out like a year or so. There are all these big you know, titles, and they're doing you know, your usual um, trailers for big AAA titles for the PS3. There was just no mention yeah, but anything for Juxtaposed with uh, Tokyo Game Show, there was Vita stuff because it was still big in Japan. Japan loved that handheld Games we, we we would never get. 
Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the West was just forgotten about. Absolutely. So um, I think what killed it was basically the shift in the mobile gaming market, the cost of the hardware itself, and then those expensive memory cards. I mean, I have um, a US account and an Indonesian account yeah. for a PSN for those. Hey, you should see my Nintendo stuff. Switch. I've got an account for every country in the fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is with the Vita, though, to swap, you can't swap the card in and out. No. You have to delete your yeah. account, reformat your PS Vita. At least Nintendo got that right. <laughs> the other account on. It's just such a faff. And that's part of the reason why I broke it, uh, jailbreaked it, sorry, was to allow the fact that you can just do that now so I can just swap in and out of accounts. Do you know what? So I've got on the Vita, games. On the Vita, the, the, the bubble UI, I adore that. It's great. I, you can just drag and drop, move things and put them in folder. Oh, it's so good. And then it's whatever really they've got now, I don't even know. The OLED screen is beautiful. Yeah. Playing, you know, little mini RPG games. Good speakers as well. Suitable for that sort of handheld gaming market. It's great. That back panel um, was shit though. Oh, God, yeah. Yes, the touch screen oh, yeah. on the, the back of it as well was just kind of, if you're playing certain games, it ends up triggering something on screen. So, Well, hilariously, the, the PSTV also played the same games that the Vita could, but it couldn't play something like Tearaway because it had no touch screen, yep. which meant the game was impl- unplayable. Because you could only use a so, PS3 controller, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you like, had to a PS4. In- could you? Yeah, I, 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 I use PS4. Idiots. Yeah, you can do that. you got... Um, Little programs you can put on to you ah. pretty much play any controller on it now. Ah. But yeah, I think the thing that actually failed the Vita was Sony itself. Yeah. And I think if you look at now how big the Switch is, mm. I think that's where Sony could have been with the Vita if they had the right, the right um, marketing behind it, the right support. They could have probably had another version of the Vita, which basically is what the Switch is now. Whereas Nintendo seems to have just got hold of that market walked away after the 3DS, put their plan into place, and they weren't going to bring out another console like um, the PS4, the PS5, whatever. They just mm. focused on this little handheld that you can dock. But how popular is the Switch? You guys tell me because I don't have it, but I hear it. It's just amazing. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. the, th- the thing with the Vita, though, I think, and it, unfortunately, I think it's also to its detriment, it was ahead of its time. Mm, maybe so. Maybe. I got, I, sometimes I you do get some technologies Switch. that are like, uh, you're like, oh god, that is it's too advanced. You know what I mean? It's too mm. complicated. It's yeah. too. It's got a funny name. I don't understand what it is. The PSP was simple. It was a PlayStation Portable. You could play PS2-ish looking games. The PS Vita. It's like a whole other galaxy for casual people. And how much for a memory card? How much for these yeah, weird is, little yeah. cartridges? Is, if, if they called it a PSP two, I think it would have sold. It would have done. Yeah, miles more. It's a. It's 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 a. Co- I guess it was like going from the Wii to the Wii U. Like yeah. you give it a stupid name and no one's going yeah, to go. Yeah, it just confu- it. it confuses the average person that's running into Toys R Us to get a new console and they say, "Oh, Nintendo 3DS." Oh, I remember the DS. So this is mm. the f- <laughs> in there, Ed, this is the third DS. So I'll get this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even but though the, it was just a pun. But oh, it's just But the Vita now is a success in the homebrew market. There is a massive community Oh, it's which huge. Got it's behind, huge. Which have got behind hacking about how to utilize the V to the PSTV now. And because of that, when I got my PSTV, I got it for something ridiculous, like 65 quid off eBay. Now they're selling for 200 plus. People cannot get hold of them or PlayStation Vitas as well. If you can find one of a particular firmware, 
yeah. um, then you're laughing because you can do everything you could want to do with it. It's such an incredible I've piece se- of I've kit seen now. a sealed um, black OLED one, sealed, uh, go for over £1,000 on eBay. Yeah, I mean, it's just insane. But I love it as a piece of kit now, what I can do with it. I love it. But at the time, it's one of the best emulating for systems you can have because it's so powerful. Up, up until like even the Dreamcast, you can even get Dreamcast stuff on it and stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, when I went, used to travel to the Philippines, I used to take it with me. I was playing um, Parasite Eve. I was playing Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> 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 I was playing it. Um, but during my travels, whatever I thought was a decent game to put on that, I would take it with me. Yeah. It was brilliant for me. All the Resident Evils up until 4, yeah. I believe. Yeah. No, you maybe, not, fir- maybe not 4. The first game that I played on it was... Go on. Resident, Resident Evil 2. Yeah, perfect <laughs> for that. Perfect yeah. for it. Yeah. Oh, such but a... Yeah, I, I love it, but I feel that Sony failed uh, to support it. It's not like Sony to fail people, failed. is it? <laughs> no. It's to fail me this year. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a real sad... Although it wasn't a failure itself, I think it had its failure because of the company that actually created it. Yeah, I feel like it's a personal attack on gamers, me, the Vita. It really is, because <laughs> such an incredible machine. But yeah, great pick there, mate. Uh, we're going to move on to Stig. Uh, from one handheld to another. Oh. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Sega Game Gear. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the battery beast himself. <laughs> Released in October 1990 in Japan and April 1991 in North America and Europe, this was Sega's answer to the Nintendo Game Boy. <laughs> it's an 8-bit fourth-generation handheld, but unlike the Game Boy, it had a full-colour backlit screen, a D-pad with diagonals, a faster processor, so everything about it should have screamed next-gen handheld. This is better than the one that's just a black and green screen. It's f- faster and you can actually play it in dim light or darkness. Mm-hmm. Everything, it should scream this is better. It plays all the Master System games that they ported yep. over and everything. Yeah. However, due to its power and screen, the battery life was terrible. <laughs> and it was criticised for its size, which I personally didn't mind. No. I am someone that prefers to play my handhelds in landscape, so I actually find it more comfortable than the Game Boy because that's quite close together, isn't it, with your hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels I agree with you like, on that one, mate. I agree with it, you. Yeah. It feels more yeah. natural in your position, and it's actually not that much smaller than a Switch. No, it's not. So, like, when you, you're saying, like, the size was too big. It's quite thick. I think what the comparing oh, it's a thick, it definitely oh comparing it to the size of the Game Boy, which is kind of small, more small and compact, and like its build quality was the Game Boy was better. Like you could probably drop that and from a roof and it'd survive. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I don't understand why, just like the PlayStation, Sega didn't support this machine more. Like I said, technically everything about the Game Gear should be is better than the Game Boy. But they didn't support it properly. The Game Boy had 1,046 games. The Game Gear had 364. A third of them didn't even make it to the American or European and most market. most of them weren't exclusive to that as well. Yeah. But I was playing the likes of Micro Machines, mm-hmm. the Mortal Kombat trilogy, Road Rash, the Sonic games. Golden Axe. Shin- Shinobi, The Lion King, Aladdin, Simpsons games, wrestling games. That McDonald's game, I had that. <laughs> like, all in all in colour and portable. Yeah. Like I it, I loved my game gear. I thought it was great. Yeah. I yeah. mean it's you say a master system, but some of these games were Mega Drive games. Some of them were, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it felt like you had a portable Mega Drive. Some of and some of them for the time looked 
and sounded better than the Game Boy. It didn't have Street Fighter 2, did it? I don't think. No, it didn't. No, it wouldn't have been able to do that. But it it didn't take off. You know, yes, the battery life was terrible. But, you know, you could could put rechargeable batteries in. You could even get rechargeable battery packs like we had. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could even watch TV on it. I mean, Yeah, TV tuner. I've got a story about that. The only time I've ever held a Game Gear for longer than half an hour and played it for longer than... and was watching American Werewolf in London on BBC Two using the TV tuner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the TV tuner was terrible. You try, like, That's sitting, in the, ba- we would have sitting sat in the back of a car, <laughs> sitting in the back of a car trying to get the TV because the car's moving constantly. It's I was just, just like, in my there. cousin's bedroom watching it, like, you're just if there. my auntie walks in, we're going to get told off for watching a scary film. <laughs> yeah, he's constantly moving the aerial around trying to get signal, but it was... I even had the uh, magnifying glass for it and everything. I had all the yeah. accessories and stuff for it, and I loved it. <laughs> the um, magnifying glass, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just even the game I had that though, mate. <laughs> I know it's such a weird. I'm thing. not. That is literally the only Sega console I've ever owned. I'm not a Sega fanboy. I was definitely more into Nintendo in the in the mm. market, but I couldn't Same. understand at that time when I was younger. People banging on about the Game Boy, and I'm like, this thing's in color. Like and I can play it in the car in, in when it's dark or play it in my bedroom when it's dark. Like you can't do that with a Game Boy. Like that thing's shit. Like this is better. And yeah, it obviously proved history proves that it wasn't. I just genuinely think that Sega never and I'm gonna get death threats for this. I just don't think they have the 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 game library to fight Nintendo in, in any aspect whatsoever. In my opinion, I think, as a, I think as well the Game Gear was more expensive than the Game Boy. Like, yes, probably. yes. The, the, the Game Boy, the Game Boy, I think at the time was like ninety nine quid when the yeah. when, uh, the Game Gear came out. The Game Gear came out at over one hundred and fifty, and I think the games were more expensive as well. And because yeah. there wasn't really a second hand market for any of them yet, whereas the Game Boy had been out since the late. 80s. Oh, we were swapping Game Boy games in the playground, mate. Ex- exactly. <laughs> like I, I was the only uh, at school. I was the only person who had a new had a Game Gear. Yeah, all my mates had Game Boys. Yeah. Um, but you know they they never got columns, and columns is better than Tetris. It, col- col- no, 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 no. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. Columns is better than Tetris. No, it's not. It is. It is. I love columns. It was all in color, though. It was yeah. color. I love Tetris. It's, one of, it's one of the only Mega Drive games I put proper loads of time in. His columns. Yeah. Love columns. I, I I remember distinctly, like as as this kind of well, being about seven or eight when I got mine. Um, sit, uh, sit, sitting at my gra- at my grandma's house, and like a Sunday, we go to my grandma's every Sunday, and I'd be, I was sat in the corner because my batteries had died, so I had the plug, yeah, plugged I had, in. I had the, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the wall socket, and I just sat in the corner of the dining room next to the only open plug socket I could find, sat away playing uh, Sonic Two, I think it was, yeah, uh, it's fucking great. Oh, it had the Master System Sonic Two, didn't it? The one with the minecart. Love that yeah. one. Love that oh, one. But it, it was rock solid. Yeah, so rock hard. <laughs> you Game Boy, you Game Boy uh, owners, you couldn't play Micro Machines on the go. No. I could. No, but, it, but we I did have Mario. Have you ever heard of him? And uh, Zelda. <laughs> I don't. I'm being honest. I don't like any of those Game Gear, like old Marios and, and Zeldas. I think, all the, I think all the console what? versions are better. Did you see the Game Gear mini re-releases for last year? Yeah. These ultra tiny little they're really ring. small, yeah. Tiny. Mm. They were so small. They were like it was like a one inch screen they had on them. Fuck's point. And the, uh, you, you play it with a toothpick. Well, yeah. Um, if if you if you go on YouTube and look at uh, Ashens, did a, a, a review of them all. Like, there was four different ones, and they all had like five games on them each. Oh, all different games as well, and they were like fifty. I think they were fifty quid each. They were just for the Japanese market. But he's trying to play them, and like there was there was there was two of them, two of the different color ones. 
they each had five JRPGs on there. Oh, <laughs> how are you going to read that text on a one-inch like fantasy star? <laughs> Yeah, Fantasy Star was one of them, yeah. And it was just like, it's like, okay, I get for the nostalgia and they're a cool little thing to collect, but you can't actually play that. No, yeah, and you fuck. You need to look six-inch screen on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, yeah, failed. Discontinued in 97. Just... I mean, to be fair, seven, year, seven years is a pretty good run for it. I have, I have seen the Game Gear in the wild. I've seen it at car boot sales. I've seen it at, um, like, just, like... Um, uh, indie game shops and stuff. I've seen them as low as forty pound. Not in good condition. Don't get me wrong. To be fair, if I saw a working one at a car boot sale, I'd buy it. I, I, my my dad, he fucking, he's got about five. He loves Game Gears. He just well, buys send them. Me one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, it was discontinued in ninety seven. But when you look at the actual games that came out in ninety six, ninety five, ninety four, honestly, it's just. Nothing. Uh, nothing. You just got nothing. Oh, it, it, shite. It, it pretty much ended in 93 for the European market. Yeah. We were, so, that was back in the day when we were always sometimes more than a year behind in releases anyway. Yeah, so you got never like... Helps. We got like Lion King and Sonic Drift in 94, but other than that... like Sonic Drift. Just, oh, <laughs> Sonic Drift is shocking. Yeah. But, so bad. That's, that's it. So, yeah, the game, the game gear. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. So we'll move on to me. Um, this was first launched in October 2010. It's the Windows Phone. Who remembers the Windows Phones? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Really? I, well, you have to be more specific because I use a lot of Windows Phones over the years. The Nokia Lumias I'm talking about. Oh, oh, my- um, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was like it was it was like a, ver- a version. Of, it was like Windows Mobile Eight or something like. That. Yes, yeah. it was Mobile Eight. Yeah, that's that's correct. Uh, oh no, no. It started, obviously, the Windows Phone started with seven, didn't it? And then the yeah. the Lumias was eight. Um, a seven billion dollar deal partnership with Nokia and Microsoft <laughs> to create what they assumed to call the iPhone Killer. Um, that went well didn't it the the one I had the Nokia Lumia 930 being the flagship model and and to this day the best selling Windows phone um, that absolutely tanked it fell on its ass harder than the Zune well no not quite not that that hard but um, (laughs) for a brief moment in the mobile market um, heads were turning heads were turning hmm Windows phone. I use a Windows computer. Hmm. Maybe this could work seamlessly. No, it wasn't seamless. Now, Gadget, you've used them. It was never seamless, yeah. was it? No. Um. So at the time when this came out, I actually worked for EE. It was T-Mobile back then. I used yes. to work in their tech support. So we got a load of these delivered to us. Mm-hmm. Fascinating um, at the, first, wasn't it? The, 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 it was the Lumia 930, 20, and the 800 that we had. Yes. 800 or 10 or something like that. Anyway, um, and we got them. And the thing, the thing is with them, for all that they died on their arse, mm. they were really good. The handsets like, were quality I, as well. The handsets were quality. The operating system was slick. It was fast. It was really attractive. It looked nicer than um, that version of iOS. That it looked was better than Android at the, at the time, moment, which was gingerbread, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, it looked better than the version of Android. So like, the, on paper, and they weren't that expensive either. On paper, it should have succeeded. Yeah, he was like, was, I, think, I think you could get some of the Lumias starting as little as £99 then. Yeah, or, yeah, or like, like, you know, 30 quid a month on contract. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, the problem with it, though, is that Microsoft fucked over app developers and they made the, uh, it. Wasn't they made the op- <laughs> well, that's it, because they made a really difficult environment because you had to use the, the, the UMW or whatever Windows proprietary format yes. was for it. Um, 
you had to use a certain coding language, which all the developers had already started using Xcode for iPhones. Yep. Because it's just like, look at all these thousands of millions of iPhones out there. Let's start using that. And this is before then, the day when Android was really big. Yeah. So and Windows Windows comes along and says, so you can put your apps on our phone, but you need to completely change the yeah. language. Like without getting too nerdy on it, Xcode uses the same code base as all Mac software. Mm. So if you can, if you're a development studio, you can develop for a Mac, you can develop for an iPhone in the same way that Android uses a lot of the same stuff as a lot of web technologies, yeah. you know, like, um, so like, yeah. And Linux, like you're not using different code bases. Then Microsoft comes in and goes, here's a brand new code base. Here's a base. new one. <laughs> <laughs> You've all been asking for it. Yeah. Here it is. Nobody was asking <laughs> for it. We just got over Symbian for God's sake. Yeah. Oh, Symbian was dreadful. But uh, yeah, it was a shame because the handsets were really nice. Like the, the, 9, the 930 had a really, it felt great in the hand. It had a decent camera. It had, it had that you like soft plastic, but it wasn't plastic. It was like a cab. I don't know what it was. It was, it was really nice to hold. And no, no fingerprints whatsoever. It felt nicer in the hand than an iPhone 3GS. It fucking did, mate. It absolutely um, did. And it was like £100 cheaper. Yeah. So I remember the story is I went into... I, I, and I'll disclaimer, I do work in the mobile industry now, but at that time, I didn't. Um, and at that t- <laughs> at the time, um, I was one of those guys that walked into T-Mobile, you know, plucky little, what's good? What's happening? What's, what's good in here? Back in the days, yeah. Gadget will remember, in the days of... Um, um, you 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 got a commission from every sale. <laughs> What's good? Uh, I, I've heard of these iPhones. I've heard of these um, Nokia's. Uh, the, not Nokia's. The Sony Walkman, Ericsson ones. Um, and this this gentleman said, Windows Phone. You want, <laughs> these these just came in this week. It's a Dween Benzie serving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, wow, look at size of it. It's massive. It's and it's like you got a Windows computer. I'm like. My dad has. He went, it'll just work. It'll just work. <laughs> Giving it the Todd Fucking Howard. Didn't. It'll just work. Um, you, but bear in mind, I didn't have an email address at this point. He goes, you can get your emails on it. I'm like, wow, my emails that I, that I don't get. <laughs> it was like, look. Please at, email me. He, this guy was clever. He had all the games lined up, all the five games that the, that the phone actually had. <laughs> Uh, he's like, look at this. Wow. 3D snake. I'm like, whoa, blown away, blown away. But bear in mind, on the iPhone, they had, um, what's that What's that game, that sword game they had uh, made by Chair? and um, Oh, Infinity Blade. Infin- they had Infinity Blade on an yeah. iPhone. I'm looking at this 3D snake going, wow. Because obviously he's going to get more commission on this because it's new with the hot thing. Sign me up. I'm only a little boy, but I've, I, I was old enough to get, a, obviously, a, a contract. Yes. £40 a month, that seems really reasonable. <laughs> How many? <laughs> Two gigabytes of data. Incredible. I'm never going to run out. <laughs> and bear in mind, the Windows phone was difficult to turn uh, mobile data off. I couldn't. I could never find where it was. No, no, Hidden no, in the settings somewhere. You couldn't turn mobile data off. That was the big sticking point with it. Ah, it is that what it was? Again, we, we worked with working on tech support. The few, few people who did buy them, we would get calls all the time going, I've run out of data, but I haven't been going on the internet. On day one. <laughs> like, has, has your phone been on? It says, yeah. It says, yeah, you're on the internet. You have to turn your phone off. <laughs> and it would it would be constantly polling the Microsoft servers yeah. for like your emails and stuff. Because yeah. like, it, obviously it wanted you to use Hotmail. It wanted you to use Live.com and stuff like that. And yeah. Yeah, it, it was not good on a limited data package. You had to get the unlimited one to like, like not be I remember, reamed. I remember getting a job not long after that, and it was an office-based job, and 
they all used it for the office and it seemed to it seemed to sync really well in that office environment. I felt like the phone wasn't for general public. I felt like it was for it, it, not not quite BlackBerry levels of um, office integration, but for a bit more, yeah, not not the average user. It was a bit complicated. It, but I did like the fact that I could change the squares to purple and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It was it was yeah. it was nice. There was a lot of nice customizations on it, and it it did it did have really good sound when you put your headphones in. Really good sound. Obviously, depending on your head, on your headphones, but. Well, yeah, it shouldn't have failed. That's that's the main thing. Um, but as gadgets alluded, it's it was difficult to work with, like the like the PlayStation Three. Uh, that was a, apparently very difficult to work with in, initially. Um, yeah, it was it was it was difficult to work with. They lost all the app developers, and that was also at the time where apps were the thing. Yeah, so it's like it's like at that time, phones were just empty shells, weren't they, without apps? Yeah, and but it, but it was that time where like everything was very app focused, and lots of app adverts and stuff like that, like. Around 2010, 2011 was the point where Facebook's um, uh, people going onto Facebook were doing it more from their phones than from yes, their computers, yes. and that kind of thing. And it's like that's when that app boom blew up because the iPhone did it. Yeah. So because Microsoft didn't really get any developers on board, and the few apps they had, like the Facebook app on it, was shockingly bad. Oh yeah. They didn't I don't think they even got a Twitter app? If I'm they didn't. Right no, thinking. I was just about to say. So the main thing that got me, I, I had that that year with it. Luckily enough. In a genius move that I made, I said I'd wanted a twelve-month um, contract. Twenty-four, and it, this this guy's like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." I don't know why, and that's why I had to pay a little bit extra, like the forty pound rather than the thirty pound. But twelve months, so I stuck with it for a year. And then the, the the straw that broke the camel's back was it had no YouTube native app, and it had no Twitter app. And I was like, I was looking at my mates who had, I think the iPhone four had just started coming out, or the four S. And I was looking at that going, wow, wow, look yeah. at that. That is blistering. And that's what, that's, <laughs> that's what tipped me over. And um, so, if anything, it succeeded in making me not want one anymore. Because they still went on for quite a while. I think they ended in about 2000 and, I said like uh, 2015, 16-ish, something like that. No, no, no not, not quite that long. It was about 20, uh, 2013 where they, they stopped making them and Nokia went back to their own kind of software. Mm. Yeah, and and then they and then they fucked that up, and then they went to Android. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> Nokia just do Androids now. Um, yeah, and that was like there's a girl I worked with, and she's just like, oh, like the new Nokia's coming. Like she was like, it's not Windows Phone anymore. Nokia's a great Nokia. So I was like, it's gonna be shit. <laughs> Nokia, I was like, Nokia are just so far behind the other. Nokia companies now, now they just corner the yeah. the the, the uh, budget to mid range market. There's there's nothing yeah. spectacular there with a Nokia anymore. The, the, the last time Nokia tried to do a premium phone, I remember this because it was like. The, just before I finished working at T-Mobile, um, the release it was the Nokia N900. Oh God, yes! And it was advertised as this huge thing. It's like it's Linux. It's not Android. Yeah, it's a yeah, Linux phone. <laughs> and we got one in, and, we, and we, it was one of those ones that you had at landscape. Play your DivX movies keyboard. on it. Yeah, you, you like it, it. Like slid up. There was a little keyboard under the screen and mm. stuff like that. And handset wise, it was nice. It fucking didn't run. Nope. <laughs> It was so slow. It had a re- it had it had a stylus style touchscreen, yeah. like a multi touch one. Mm. And we're just looking at it and goes, "Who the fuck's going to pay seven hundred pound for this?" Is the is the, <laughs> is the N nine hundred the one that notoriously had the two minute boot up? Yes, that's ridiculous. It, that is ridiculous. It was underpowered and overloaded yeah. with OS, and it red hot as well. The phone was red hot. Yeah, I'm only making a call. Stop burning face. <laughs> Yeah, it was dreadful. But, it was like seven hundred quid, and like it was more than an iPhone. Like, who's going to pay that? Yeah, for it? yeah. I mean, I mean, look at us now. Twelve hundred quid for an iPhone. 
but we live and learn or we don't. So, yeah, um, Windows Phone, um, lest we forget, rest in peace. Uh, we'll see you never again. Uh, we'll move on to Gadget. <laughs> um, well, my one, my one dovetails a little bit with Stig because the first one I'm going to talk about is not the Mega Drive, but the add-ons for the Mega Drive. Oh, wow. Oh, there's so, so many. The Tower of Terror. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. the Mega Drive or the Sega Genesis, if you're in the U.S., that lasted probably about two years longer than it should have because Sega weren't, weren't very good at reading the market and getting <laughs> things prepared. Around about 1993, 94, the Atari Jaguar came out, which was the first, pro- probably the first 32-bit gaming console. That ugly controller on that thing. Oh, hideous, hideous thing in general. I mean, it wasn't a very good console in general. But it, it did play it Doom was, really well. It did. <laughs> um, so Sega, being perennially behind the times, um, were... This, the Saturn was about two years away, like in 1993. So the Saturn came out in 95. So, you know, Sega had to do something. They had to stay up to date because, you know. we got to do it, boys. Two, you got to get the 30, 32-bit. <laughs> so what did they release? The 32X. Oh, God, it's so Which bad. was this massive expansion port thing. You stuck it in the it cartridge slot. It had a pass. It had a pass-through <laughs> cartridge slot it on top of it. was a hat for the Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> and the intention behind it was that it would expand the capabilities of the Mega Drive. It would give it a bit better graphics. It would give it a bit faster running. More blast processing. More, more blasting. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? It fucking failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because... So Sega were, had obviously revealed at the time they were developing the Saturn. Mm. But the Saturn was going to be about two years out. The Atari Jaguar was already out and people were kind of developing for that one. Um, so Sega kind of farted out the 32x to try and you know get a bit get a get a keep a bit of that traction, keep people interested in the Mega Drive and the Genesis. Um, the problem is developers weren't interested in this. It's too late, wasn't it? Um, a bit too late. Do you want to know how many 32x games there are? I think there's like eight, isn't there? A gra- it was on sale for three years, and there's a grand total of forty. Oh wow, I went <laughs> far off. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> six, six of which required the other add-on which you could get for the Genesis CD the Sega CD yeah, yeah. just looking at a <laughs> which, picture now <laughs> <laughs> which was a as you can imagine a CD-ROM drive for the um, uh, for the Mega Drive and apparently a good a good a, music player very good music player mm. that one had a bit more success because there was a grand total of 205 games Ooh, loads you're almost building a PC at this point yeah effectively yeah you're just kind of clobbing bits <laughs> together but you know some of the games, so well, six of the games, required you to have both the 32X and the Sega CD. And if you if you look at a picture of them all combined together, it's hideous. It's like a Transformer <laughs> or a <or> Megazord. <laughs> it's, it's the shittest Voltron in the world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the biggest problem with the 32X is that no one really knew what to do with it. No one really wanted to develop for it because, again, it was expensive. It was this thing that, it's like, well, why are we kind of pushing games out for this? You know, when we know the Saturn is coming out, the Jaguar's already out. And the Nintendo 64 was dev kits were already out in the wild by that yeah. point, even though it hadn't been announced. It's like, what's the point of kind of like effectively nursing what had already become a legacy console? By that point, the, the uh, Mega Drive had been out for about um, about six years at that point, I want to say, because the Mega Drive came out. 18, no, it wasn't even that long. 80, the, the, 88, when, wasn't it, Mega Drive? Oh, yeah, 88. So, yeah, it'd be about five years yeah. at that point. So, you're already coming towards the end of a generation that kind yeah. of limits what you can do with it. When you look at the list of 32X games, not many of them are memorable. Uh, Terminator, that was a good one. Uh, Terminator wasn't a 32X oh, game. Might that, was a CD. A CD. Yeah. that was a CD game. Ah, yeah, that one was good. Yeah, that was good. But there are a few that kind of do stick out. 
not for the right reasons. Tetris? <laughs> well, for instance, so you you know the general run in technology is um, anything that gets created that has a screen and some form of an input, will it play Doom? Yep. That is what every de- so every developer's <laughs> took. 32X didn't play Doom. Nope. <laughs> they released Doom for it. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind that, you know, everything can play Doom because it is one of the simplest games in the world to get running. Mm. And the 32X was way more powerful than was required to run Doom properly. The port of Doom that they put out was dreadful. Five frames per second. Five, really <laughs> low frame rate. It didn't fill the screen. It was within a box out within the screen. They used a different soundtrack as well, if I remember. They, uh, yeah, they tried. They, yeah, they didn't use um, Bobby Prince's soundtrack. Yeah. They used someone else's. So weird. So you, yeah, so you didn't get your classic E one M one music. Bank, bank. Oh. Yeah. Um, among other things, so you had games like Fahrenheit, which required the Sega CD. Uh, Mortal Kombat Two was one of the few games that actually worked well yeah. on the uh, thirty two X. Arcade quality, wasn't it? Bang yeah. And uh, Night Trap was another one that required oh, both add-ons. The video nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and when you just look down, like these the forty games, like even just looking at the titles of them, I think there's maybe one that I would have played, and that would have been Virtua Fighter. Yes, yeah, which, like that's how little was, or maybe Afterburner as well. But that's how little was out. Your, for your actual eyes don't remember how bad Virtua Fighter looked, though. No, because <laughs> when you play that, whoa, <laughs> which has just been released on PlayStation Plus. What Virtua Fighter One? No, oh, the, uh, I think it's five or six then. <laughs> But you can have the virtual one graphics oh, don't. as a download pack. Don't. Interestingly, though, there were some ports for the 32X that were uh, cancelled mm. that would have been quality. For instance, there was a 32X version of Wild Guns in development. Oh, I love Wild Guns. Okay. Um, there was Sonic Sports, also uh, Sonic, a, a different version of Sonic the Hedgehog called Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, oh. which was uh, the arcade version of Sonic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Outrun. They were planning to You can never go wrong with that. But this, uh, this, this one, Oodles, this one will make, will make you vomit. Go on. Because the, the, there was a game started development for the 32X that was cancelled. What? That became Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It was originally oh, going to be a Mega Drive game. Was it like the Rondo mm. sequel? No, it was um, Symphony of the Night. Oh, it was wow. Going to, and it was cancelled and then repurposed for the PlayStation. What is a man? <laughs> the, th- the thing is it was overly expensive it was £150 in the UK when it was released it had no games for it and also at the time you have to remember um, Mega Drive games were already like 50 quid anyway oh they were stupid expensive yeah 32x games were because they were the, the advanced stuff I think they came out at about 60 as well so you you had a really high barrier to entry for people in the mid nineties. Yeah, I always remember the uh, with, with the mega, like my cousin had a Mega Drive. He was pure Sega kid in, and getting the EA cartridges, they looked different, so they put yeah. more money onto it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the Sega CD was a bit more successful, but it still kind of failed. But it had things that Sonic CD it had, is good. It had, Sonic CD was good. It had a lot of PC ports on it. So it had like um, uh, the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons game, Eye of the Beholder, yes. which I remember my parents playing on a PC. Mm. And it's like that got ported quite successfully to it. But there, there was like complete editions of Mortal Kombat. There were special editions of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So many EA games. Um, mm. Loads of uh, JRPGs. Like You could have bigger games with yeah, yeah, the yeah. Sega CD because obviously you could fit things onto a CD, um, which seems like a really redundant thing for me to say because of fucking course you can. <laughs> Um, but like it was also the start of like doing like the arcade classics collections, and yeah. you, know, like, you just got these bigger games. Shadowrun was a Sega CD game. Oh originally. shit, it was yeah. Um, 
and yeah, just again, Sega kind of really screwing up in terms of the timing, the pricing, and the developer support for it. Like the 32X had extra sound stuff it could do. You could you you had better sound outputs for it, better sound processing. Not a single developer used it because what's the fucking point of learning a new set of audio codecs? Yeah. When the sat they already know the Saturn's coming out, which has a different audio processing <laughs> CD ROM as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like I w- mm. I want to know what the output for that for the the, the 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 tower of power would actually be. Like the the ampage or wattage when it's all <laughs> plugged in together because a lot of them needed separate plugs as well, didn't they? I don't think the 32-bit did. I think that just went in. No, no. The, so the 32X just fit into the... It was powered um, by that, the, wasn't it? Yeah, it was powered by the cartridge. Um, but the Sega C certainly needed its own power yeah. supply. And the, the, the best review that I've seen of anything was um, what Next Generation's quote for Virtua Fighter was. Go on. Because where they, where they, they liked it. Mm. They liked the game. Um, and they they refer to it as the colourful wreath on on the thirty two X's coffin, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is the best damning with fame praise I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah, so thirty two X, what a load of bullshit. Rest in peace. <laughs> Seems wow. like um, post original Mega Drive, everything Sega did just everything they touched turned sh- to shit. Yeah, <laughs> yes. even if the ge- even if they had some good games on there. In general, every everything... single Sega consoles add a few bangers. They just haven't yeah. had enough. But yeah, yeah everything post that original, like Mega Drive. Yeah, just yeah. I think the thing is, I don't ever, I don't ever remember actually seeing a Saturn in person. I've never touched a Saturn. I haven't. I, haven't. I have. I have. Yeah, my friend had one in the village. I know the. I know. The, I know the control pad. People like that, but it looked a bit like the Mega Drive Two control pad, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, um, but I, like the, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was amazing for I loved what it the was, Dreamcast. but. Just again, they didn't have the software. Yeah, yeah, and it was too expensive compared mm. to the PlayStation. Excellent, excellent. So, Candy, what you got? Uh, I'm following the trend with another gaming peripheral. Let's do this. And, uh, let's do it. It's the 64DD. Oh my god! Um, yeah, remember him? <laughs> oh yeah. What is that? <laughs> For the What's Nintendo 64 so, this. disc drive. So yeah, and it was a disc drive, and it sort of sat underneath. Uh, the N64 through it was a behemoth the bottom. it was literally like a, look a at tower this. on top of a tower mm. oh, good lord yeah I, I, I remember that now, now that you mentioned it <laughs> well it was huge it was really big news for him as soon as the N64 was launched um, so it was a disc drive it was developed for the N64 it eventually launched actually towards the end of the console's yep. life cycle yep. and it ended up only being released in Japan after numerous numerous delays now bear in mind this was first um, announced in 1995, a year before the N64 itself was released. Yep. And that was in response to the PlayStation. Because yeah, um, they stole Final Fantasy off them. They <laughs> stole right. Final Fantasy, yeah. And it's a well-known fact that Sony had been developing the PlayStation for Nintendo. Nintendo um, PlayStation. Yep. Nintendo deci- eventually decided that they wussed out, basically. They wussed out of having a CD-based system and set up things for a cartridge-based system. They fucked that it. They really well. did. It also went on. It also went on like money distribute, like spl- splitting the profits and stuff. They weren't into that either. Yeah, of course, I think that's um, that was an actual real turning point. I think for Nintendo, not going with that CD rather than opting for the cartridge. Stupid, itself. silly Nintendo. Yeah. So of course, eventually, PlayStation released. Uh, sorry, Sony released the PlayStation themselves to great success. One of the best consoles ever made. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? And seeing the roaring success of PlayStation, obviously, 
And after losing many of, it, many of its developers, like you said, Square Enix probably being one of the biggest. Work- Sorry, it was Square Square at the time, wasn't yeah, it? And that, Enix that was a, as well. An absolute kick in the gut for them. It was like the, the oh, it was it was huge. That they were calling him like heels and turncoats, and I can't believe you've taken our Final Fantasy. You've done yeah. this to us. We 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 made you. We made you. We can unmake you. <laughs> and it was the big Final Fantasy VII versus Ocarina of Time as yeah. well. I think they oh, released at the God. same around the same time. I remember in the, in, in the, the playground year. you couldn't like both, and I liked no, both. Not. But I was like, no, I like Final Fantasy more. Ignore them. But to me, Zelda fans, I like Zelda more. <laughs> I read a story very quickly somewhere that I heard that Sony only found out at a presentation that Nintendo had gone with, I think it was at Philips yeah. or something yeah. they went with? Philips. They announced it on stage in front of Sony. Yeah, they didn't Sony. know. They had no idea that they were being dropped. And they were like, right. Sony's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the place thing, it was just much, much easier to develop for. Yes. Um, so Nintendo scrambled. They scrambled to develop its own disc-based system, which ended up being the DD. It was just absolutely mired with constant delays. Um, so I think they'd intended it for it to come out in 96, and as I said, it was eventually 99. It wow. didn't even make an appearance at E3 months before. 1999? Was... Yeah. <laughs> That's Month- like PlayStation 2's coming out. <laughs> PlayStation yeah. 2 came out a year later. What the fuck's wrong with you, Nintendo? Yeah. <laughs> well, even my, I think even Miyamoto came out and said, you know, had this released at launch, we probably would have had something, but he, even he wow. couldn't see the point of, rela- of releasing it that late in the game. I genuinely don't even know what games have come out on this. I think well, Stig's I can, Butler lives in it. Exclusively, <laughs> there were nine games. Oh, um, that was worth it. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the ones, a lot of the games that had originally been announced exclusively for the DD eventually came out either on the N64, Pushback to GameCube, or Jump Ship altogether. So some of the titles included Kirby 64, which came out on the N64, Paper Mario, that was also Nintendo 64, Donkey Kong 64, N64, and Zelda Gaiden, which eventually became Majora's Mask. Oh. You could play the N64 with the expansion pack. Do you remember you yeah. could switch out the memory, the memory slot thing? Didn't you take out the rumble pack to put the expansion pack in? I can't remember. No, no, the it expansion worked. pack no. went in the top of the console. Yeah, so the That's memory card oh. memory card, and the rumble pack went into the controller and then That's it, yeah. that went into the console itself. And then Resident Evil Zero, which eventually came out for the Game, uh, Dreamcast. GameCube. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when it was eventually released a thousand years later, it was <laughs> you could only you could only buy it via mail order on a subscription service. That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, <being> stupid. <laughs> I want to okay. shake Nintendo sometimes. Get up. <laughs> Honestly, there's absolutely no sense to some of these decisions. So it would include the DD and mouse and access to Ransnet, which would sort of eventually become the Nintendo eStore. And essentially you could download patches and play demos and betas and things, all the things you can do now. So actually it was a little bit ahead of its time there, but they only sold 15,000 units. Wow. Altogether. We've had had way more downloads than they had sold units. (laughs) (laughs) So eventually... Nintendo. (laughs) Not even eventually. um, It died within two years. I'm, lo- I'm looking at the Wikipedia now, and it's like, when well, you say it's a disc-based system, it's not CDs or anything like that. Mm-mm. It's, they're, they're, it's just a remember, disc. 
Do you, do you remember zip disks? What zip are, disks? What are these? No I was about way. to ask. They look like big flop. They look like floppy disks. These. Yeah, yeah, zip disks. yeah they're, 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 they're just they're just really high capacity floppy disks. They're magnetic wow. spinning disks. What are they used? Yeah, so they were, stupid and, bastards. And of course, they were sixty-four meg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, the thing is, that they say like ten games or nine games came out for it. Three of them are Mario Mario Artist. Studios. Is there a Mahjong game there? The, one of them is the F Zero X expansion kit, so it's not ah. even like the F Zero X game. It's just an expansion no. to it. Um, the only actual there was the only actual games that appear to be there is Donchin the Giant, SimCity sixty four, Japan Golf uh, Japan Pro Golf Tour sixty four, and Donchin and uh, Doshin the the Giant two. That's it. Those I, remember, the I, games. I remember the original Dosh in the Giant, but I can't remember it being good. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> those are the only games that came out for it. <laughs> poor, poor yeah, Nintendo. It's, it's just poor form. That's what it is. It's just like not reading the the global room. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> but, and, and 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 looking at the looking at the planned games for it as well. Oodles is going to break your heart. There was an Earthbound sixty four. Fuck off. In development, which was cancelled in two thousand. Get a no way. Yeah. Oh, that that does break my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's typical when it's typical with Nintendo. Um, as much as they get success with these wild, 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 um, like changes to what we expect how to play games and stuff like that, they drop the ball more times than anyone. And I'm a yeah, massive yeah. Nintendo fanboy, but they fucking they do not read. The they just room. come out with stuff, don't they? Sometimes just like oh. Look at this. We'll just throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Let's see That's... if we can get people to buy cardboard and, yeah. make, and make a game out of it. Labo. That, wow. that blew my mind. I could not believe how popular that was for the short period that For a it month. Was. Yeah. That, I just couldn't get my head around that at all. Oh, my God. Look, just looking further onto this Wikipedia thing, I'm just, I'm just carrying on with Candy's point here. Do it. Um, the, the modem, if so, for you to get onto Randnet, the modem was a cartridge that you put in the top. It wasn't even a function of the DD. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have like you, a lamp, a, a lamp part in the so so batteries? so so the, the, on the DD itself there was the phone jack so mm-hmm. connect your RJ forty five to your phone line yeah um, but then you had to put the modem into the cartridge <laughs> slot at the oh, top god. <laughs> okay. oh god oh god I'd like to see the, the 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 Tower of Power versus this in a, in a in a Robot Wars style oh, yeah. arena <laughs> just put them on wheels get some remote control and see which wins. I'm powered by um, the uh, Nintendo robot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That, oh, that's so... Rob, what was it? Rob, Robbie the robot, was I it? I can't remember yeah. now. Yeah, Robbie the robot. Excellent. Thank you for that. Oh, God. I, I, can, I can rag on these things I love so much for hours. <laughs> um, Biggie, do you have another? Uh, do you know what? Just something that popped into my head I'm going to very quickly cover. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I feel like I'm ragging on Sony this, this week. You're allowed to. Do it. Is you the, deserve uh, it right now. PlayStation <laughs> Classic, which got released um, not so long ago. And the the thing that was, I mean, if you think, uh, I am a bit of a Sony fanboy, but if you think all the Sony fanboys around the world, you're never going to please everybody. So when they no. announced it was going to come with 22 games, everyone was like, oh, what games are you going to get? And there were some hits and misses, and a majority of them were hits. Second three were on it, at least. Yeah, I mean, there were some great choices. But the thing that baffled most people over here was that in Europe, we got the PAL version. Oh, God, yeah, we did, didn't we? So they released (laughs) 50 hertz games when 60 were available. Yeah. 
And it just meant that we got the slower versions of the games, the judgery versions, and it got to the point where, when that naturally got hacked, that the modders put a better emulator on it (laughs) than Sony (laughs) did. Which just blows my mind. And sorry, yes, I have got a PlayStation Classic, and yes, it's hacked. So and have I, mate. Don't worry about it. A nice piece of kit. I've got it with yeah. about 500 games on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I own just, them all. <laughs> just the fact that that got modded into a better emulator than the people that actually made it just is insane. And the, the choice of putting 50 hertz is just, wow. What a stupid idea. Like, Unbelievable. Like, the, the, uh, playing, like when you go back to games, even even simple 2D games like Symphony of the Night, Symphony of the Night, that's, that's a really early game to play, but in... The PAL version's even worse. Yep. Oh, it's shocking. This stuttering and, and all I the time. It's awful. There was another classic that got released not so long ago, which was like brilliant. It's got like all the games and it's it's just, I can't remember which one it is for a different The SNES company. classic was good. Uh, SNES one was good. Yeah, that was uh, good. There was another one that I can't think of. It's quite expensive. Um, but yeah, it just, they obviously thought about what they wanted to put on there and it, they delivered it. But Sony really dropped the ball <laughs> on that. They really did. That's it, yeah, for me. Excellent, excellent. Um, Stig? I hope other people have got more non-gaming-related ones. Oh, my, yep, I have. Yeah, my, my, my next one's non-gaming-related. I haven't done a gaming one. Because my next, cause my next one now is gaming-related again. <laughs> I think it's... It, don't, don't worry about it, because our main techn- technological, like, like diet is gaming. Gaming, so yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. So I'm going to talk about the Kinect. Oh, <laughs> let's, let's. <laughs> Launched in November 2010, this was Microsoft's big add-on for the 360. This was their competition to try and combat the popularity of the Wii. Uh, but this removed the one element you needed for the Wii, and that was the remote. Fun. You were really Fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, because the Kinect is just a camera, you connect to 360, and you became the remote. Oh my it's god! Mo- I'm sen- the remote. Yeah. Oh, he's motion- got the marketing spiel down and everything. Yes. A motion sensing <laughs> input device, uh, and they went big on this, like didn't they? From the start, they in- they got Steven Spielberg to introduce it. They this, had plays this is better the future. with Connect. Yeah, this is the future. Steven Spielberg saying now, you know, we can. This could be integrated into films and everything, and blah 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 blah. And we'll be doing sur- open art surgeries with Connects in the two I years time. I will admit <laughs> that. I enjoyed elements of the Kinect. Of course you did. There are games that I enjoyed on it. I'll, I'll cover them. But unfortunately, as a whole, the thing was very limiting. It only had a handful of games that actually used the whole Kinect feature and implemented them. And But any time it was used in a big game or when they tried to make, like, they weren't AAA games, more like AA games, they just felt flat. It, you know, on its release, it was... I would I would deem it a success. Eight million units sold in sixty days. Yeah, that's that is that's yeah. financially including me. I bought one. I, I, I wasn't it didn't gonna cost much to create. No, they're about one hundred and twenty quid to buy as well. Yeah. So nice, nice profit for them there. Yeah, easy. But that was kind of it. You had the launch. You had the few games that you got on launch. You had a few other apps, games you could download. After that, it was just barely used, barely touched by developers. If like, as I say, any games that it in- integrated, all it did was kind of integrate you sound, like you used the, the microphone. So it was in Skyrim, but all you could do with it was say the dragon shouts. If you could, uh, 
That's it. If you could remember any other one, Fuss Rodar, <laughs> because I couldn't. Uh, the other one is... Yeah. <laughs> and half the time it didn't work. I bet Candy knows them all. Candy knows them all. All of them. It didn't work half the time. Or in FIFA, they tried to implement a bit where you could shout commands to players off the ball. Or like, man on! Yeah, yeah, you could shout, like, you could say, like, shout, like, winger, like, push on and to get the players yeah. to move to get into position, which sounds... Kind of you a can cool also idea, shout, but fucking come on! But it just <laughs> you call the referee away. But the problem was right that the the connect obviously either sits above your TV or below your TV, right near your speakers. So it's constantly, yeah. all it's doing is oh. picking up your TV. So when you shout a command at it, it doesn't recognise you. It doesn't hear you. It's, it's pointless. My um my, my my ex had a, a really fun thing that she enjoyed to do when I played um Halo Combat Anniversary uh, Combat Evolved Anniversary version, and um, because that had Connect integration with it, to do because what? you could because you could shout grenade at it and the Master Chief would chuck a grenade. So the amount of times I'm in a tight corridor and she's lying on the sofa next to me going grenade, and I'm myself killed. <laughs> that's brilliant, and that's why she's your ex. <laughs> One of the reasons. Is it but, true yeah. though that? Did they patch it or something so they could only recognise certain voices? Because can you go Xbox on and it would turn Shh. on? Oh, you've turned everyone's Xboxes on but now. But someone yeah. could turn around and go Xbox off and it goes off. So you well, this is later something. models when they start. Yeah. Yeah. That's just sleep mode. So, so this, Xbox so this off. thing's been out. It's still they still use it. There's still games out for it. So this thing's been out since 2010. We're on 11 yeah. years coming up now. It only has 128 games for it. And as I said, a lot of them aren't even games. They're just voice integration. And do you want to hazard a guess at how many of those 128 games are dance and fitness games? A hundred. hundred, brother? Not that high. Not that high. Fifty. Ten. Thirty-seven. Oh. That's a decent chunk out of a hundred and something games. That's most of them 34% of its output is just dance games and fitness games. Luckily, Stig loves dancing. No. (laughs) Do you know what, right? I did have I did have Just Dance. I mean, they're still doing Just Dance games for it now, but I did have Just Dance for it, and I will the Just Dance games worked much better than they do on the Wii. Because with the Wii or the Switch, all you do is wiggle the remote in time. And it's like, oh, you've done it. This actually tracked your body. So you had to do the poses, you had to do everything right. And that's that's quite good. That's quite fun. Work properly. And the best one of the best games was just the standard Connect Sports game that came with it. Yeah, Connect Sports was great. Connect Sports was great. I had bowling, I had track and field. It had. Um, I played Zumba on it. Very. The, 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 the river rafting. The, the river rafting one was fucking hell of a workout. What yeah. about the? Can you remember that you've you probably played this, Stig? The very absolutely one hundred percent not on rails fable, the journey. <laughs> I didn't play that one. <laughs> it's definitely not on rails, is it? Uh, but this- no. if we ever do a live show, do you think Stiggy would challenge any of the listeners to a just dance dance <laughs> off? I'd, ra- I'd rather see him on dance dance just dance revolution. Find a three sixty with a connect. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's bringing that with them? But yeah, who's still got <laughs> one? Jesus. But like the, the the track and field was really good because you could because connect actually could track two bodies, so you could play two player you on could it. Throw a proper javelin at and the wall. you could do we I one Christmas Eve, uh, New Year's Eve, around my brother's house, and I took it all around there because oh, this was the new thing. Look, check this out. This is all cool. Blah blah blah. And we had two teams of five, and each you pers- play too many games at each, parties. You. Each person had a a. Um, no, we're getting drunk. Like just anyway. Each I just per- remember your Guitar Hero party that you had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Guitar Hero at a house party was just set up. 
<laughs> I'm, anyway, I'm drinking a corner on my own. <laughs> this is like it was. It was just hilarious. It was so much fun. Just like everyone, like pissed as fuck, like just trying to run on the spot, like failing massively. Oh, my brother, who just for some reason can't jog on the spot, and every time he did it, he just ran towards the TV, Slow, <laughs> slowly, just like jogging towards the TV because he can't jog on the spot. But the best one for it, Fruit Ninja. Yeah. So Fruit Ninja, obviously. On the mobile same games. as the phone one, it's exactly the same. But instead of swiping your finger, you used your hands. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that yeah, that, that must things. be good. Right, get your phones out. Yeah, I'm going to share this. I will share this on social media. I'm going to send you all a clip of me playing <gasps> this. Oh my god! I found a clip of me playing this, and mm. this was me trying to beat the high score and like smash the pomegranate at the end. Look I think how- you sent me the wrong video. This is rude. I'm joking. <laughs> look at me. Look how. how- <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Why are you so angry? Yeah. Why why were you never a drummer? You look like you got Tourette's. <laughs> I'm just smashing that pomegranate and like It reminds Tourette's me of uh, Stigdrome. Do you know what it reminds me of? Gadget you'll know this. It reminds me of Fist of the North Star. It fucking does. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking going for it. <laughs> But yeah, Incredible, it was so good. I'm going to post that out for people to see because it was just, I was constantly trying to beat that 500 that score on it. You were in that, incredible shape there as well, mate. Incredible yeah, shape. Uh, annoyingly. Uh, but yeah. Stop playing Fruit Ninja then. Yeah, it? you need to get back on it. This was obviously Microsoft's new baby at the time, the thing that was going to revolutionize them and push them on so much. They must have put a lot of money into this because they then forced it on everyone who bought an Xbox One. You had no choice. Yeah. You had no choice. They launched it. It comes with Connect. DRM, baby. Yeah, it comes with Connect and it's always on. It's always yeah. listening. And everyone's like, don't want that. Yeah. And eventually. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The, the, the E3 conference that uh, killed Phil Spencer's career. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this, that was a real deal breaker. And when Sony came out like, and, and he said, this is how we share games. And oh, just, a game. yeah. Everything about that conference was terrible. <laughs> so but good. the Kinect in it was just like, it was already on its side. It was already dead. It was already dead at that yeah. point. And that Microsoft still tried to push it. And no one wanted it. No one. I mean, the most people have used it for is Xbox turn on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to houses where people have said it still, like but in the last. You could years. have easily just put yeah, that in. Still got one. You could have put that in the controller. Yeah, yeah, of course you could. Or, or a microphone in the console. If you wanted to do integrate yeah. voice commands, you yeah. could have done it that way. Not have a con- not have this camera that you had to plug in was always on, and yeah. it, you couldn't use this. Originally, they said you can't use the console without Connect plugged in. It was yes. like, wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, Imagine saying that to someone. You, you can't buy this console without having an expensive VR headset Sony as well. Sony did follow suit, though, because their HD camera that came in the PS4 was the same. You could voice control that. No, but well, you yeah. didn't have to have it. Yeah, you didn't, you have, didn't to. have to, but they <laughs> like, still wanted to use it. Like when, when Microsoft kind of gave up, gave up with packaging it in and all of a sudden the Xbox One went from £425 to £350. Yeah. yeah. They suddenly started selling some. Oh, we're making <laughs> yeah. a profit. But yeah, Remedy. the Kinect was just fun for some games, absolutely pointless in the long run, did not do what Microsoft was hoping it was going to do. And clearly, as we've said, like they must have just put so much money into it that they had to try and do something with it the next generation up. And now it's just... You can have one if you want, but it's dead on its ass. I bet you can pick up a Connect now for uh, 20 quid. The thing is that the one thing that the Connect actually did succeed at um, was not gaming related at all. Mm. 
it was, was a fanta- it's it's a fantastic stereoscopic 3D camera with um kind of depth perception on it. Is it? Um there are loads of people in medical science, in um uh fucking Benson's for beds using it to measure you for a bed and stuff like that. Like there are No way. There there are, there, are, there are ways like I've seen I've seen like scientists use them to like track people's movements, so it's kind of like a almost because it's so good at tracking how your body moves. Um, it's a little bit like a, like a portable motion capture suite, and you, they they use it to track how people walk for physical therapy and stuff like that. We should so, use them as CCTV cameras then, so we can see every. Imagine looking up at every corner in a city and seeing Connect staring at you. <laughs> what, what, especially with that really, cre- especially with that really creepy way that the head would like move yeah. up and down and follow you around. It does look a little bit like a robot, doesn't it? Like it's it does. got like eyes, Ugh. like Glados. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Nice one that one, Stig. Yeah. Um, I always forget that how they spell the connect as well because it's like connect as in like kinetic energy, yeah, kinetic energy rather than connect as in connection. Yeah, I always forget about that when I try and type it in. I'm like, why is it not picking this up? But yeah, it's connect. <laughs> Excellent. So my turn. Um, <clears throat> now this is a bit of a cop out, but let's do it. We've been we've been rambling anyway. It's not uh, like my you next one, cop out. I know. My next one is anything made by Google. Um, <laughs> well, except their phones their phones do sell yeah still. except their phones so Google uh, I don't know if you've heard of them fair. they are worth fair. they are worth one trillion dollars so they don't mind killing things themselves no. <laughs> so I've got a list and I, I'd, I'd like to if, if you know of it you can you can jump in and, and cast your memories about these things um, does anyone remember Project Ara or Ara the modular phones that was oh, going to yeah. revolutionise the world Five very years good, ago. Very, very good idea, poorly put together. Gorgeous looking face. Ironically. Yeah. It's a, just, just keep saying that after everything he says. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google Reader, which had a loyal following. I miss Google Reader, actually. That was really, really good. Yeah, killed it. Shot yeah. it in the face. <laughs> um, Google Play Edition phones. Now, they were my favourite versions of Android. So, let's say the, I don't know, the, the Moto G came out, but there was also a Moto G... Google edition or a Galaxy, uh, uh, Samsung Galaxy Google edition, which got rid of all the bloatware. It was the, the most vanilla form of Android. But that sounds you, good. Yeah, they were good. There weren't many, <laughs> but they dropped it. They dropped it on its ass. Gadgets, I can see them scrambling to Google now. As we yeah, speak. yeah. I'm just tr- trying to remind myself which one's the worst. It was like the Galaxy S4, the HTC yeah. One Mate, the Moto G. The stuff, Google yeah. editions were always the better version because it had none of the bloatware. It was vanilla. And vanilla Android, still to this day, is what Android users strive for. Yeah. Um, uh, Hangouts. Remember Hangouts? Yeah. Still- yeah, yeah. Hangouts. <laughs> Hangouts, Hangouts was like the first time I ever did a podcast like many years ago. It was like, oh, yes. Do it on a Hangouts. It spits out the, the, the multi-track audio. Great. Yes. Um, it literally tried to be your best mate and it was like, yeah. go away. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one that was known as the Photoshop killer, Picasso. Remember Picasso? Destroyed Photoshop, didn't it? Mm, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, the Google Nexus Q. Um, which was an Android, it's like a tablet type thing. Yeah. Uh, Google Glass. Um, <laughs> oh, do, you, do you remember when everyone on the news was saying everyone's going to be having this thing on their face? Where, yeah. And like, yeah. you got these news stories going, if everyone's got a camera attached to their glasses, yeah. what's that going to mean for privacy? Yeah. Just we don't you care. wait, it'll die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the one that really stung me, and uh, not many people, but the one I miss most is Google Plus. 
Yeah, um, I like Google Plus. I, I, I met a lot loved, of good friends on Google. Plus. I love like, Google Plus. I, I was I was deep entrenched into the launcher community. We we're all trying to get the best yeah. launchers for his Android phones. It was the main at that point when you you had an Android phone over an iPhone. You had more of a community focus. You had, you, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? There was Android Central. There was all these. Oh, it was it was such a nice world to live in. And then one day we got the announcement or the email on our Gmails, which still survives. Um, <laughs> by the way, we're getting rid of this. What? Do you know what I mean? This is a community. Of, yeah. We've got forty five thousand people in this one community. What? What are you getting rid of it for? Yeah. Is it, you know, wasn't it, this meant to be their Facebook? Like, it was diff- yeah, It was different. It was. It was a bit different to that. But yeah. It was a social media for nerds. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was a. You could be forgiven for thinking it was like a, you could use it for business things as well. It had a very. There was almost like a productivity focus to it. Yeah. Um. I met like for instance, I'm I, the my friend who I talked about last week, one line Derek. I met him through a YouTuber community group yeah. on uh, Google Plus. The uh, community the groups community. like imagine Reddit but kind. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was a bit like that, and and like people used to share the screenshots and. It was just so quick and easy to use, and it was right there. You didn't have to download it. It existed on your phone. It connected to yeah. Gmail. It was absolutely incredible for me at that time. And then they, like I said, they got the cow gun out, straight to the temple, doof, gone. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and they broke my heart. Um, as I was looking into this, what Google killed, uh, a lot of people are saying that um, – because there's a website I found. It's called killedbygoogle.com. <laughs> this website, it's incredible. It's such a good website. It's a website that has every single Google-created idea and product and lets you know of its demise or predictions of when Google will drop it. Would you like to know the two Bucky's favourites that are going to be dropped next? Stadia. Stadia is number one. Yeah. And Google Photos, believe it or not. You really think oh. they'll get rid of Google Photos? They're predicting it, and they've had a really good success rate on that. Very so. Nice. Google Photos. If you've got everything backed up to Google, get, get it off. Get it off. Get it off now because they will shoot it in oh, the head. What the fuck? I'm just looking at this website. It's just, there's just stuff all like, it's a huge long page of just like so good. tombstones with dates against it. For something <laughs> that Google have killed. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just such a shame. Like, but, but because they are worth that much money, they don't care. What was that? thing that came out recently about Google Stadia, how much they tried to pay or did pay for those exclusive oh, yeah. game launches. Millions. And millions. Just unbelievable money thrown at but something. But when you're worth trillions, I know millions still, doesn't mean anything. It was just, it's, yeah, it's just such a shame. It's like, because like, it is, it they is know worth what they're doing. It is worth remembering, though, that a lot of the things that Google creates and kills... Mm. Tends to be proof of concept for something else. Yes. So, yes. like, like a lot of the technology behind Stadia is stuff that they will use in something else in the future. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind of you know that instant YouTube integration with things and yeah, um, the ability to kind of like latency free streaming uh, yeah. of interactive stuff. So, yeah, it sucks when they cancel stuff like Google Plus because that that stuff was really good. But like all the stuff with the Google phones and like the Google Play editions that that led to. The Nexus phones, and then it also led Pixel. to the to the Pixel phones. Yeah, which are great so, phones. Yeah, exactly. So it's it does suck when they do this, but it's not like when EA kills things because that's just plain old murder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know the the uh, the one success that not the actual search engine, obviously that's the most used thing ever. It's yeah. now uh, it's now a doing word. It's <laughs> do you know what I mean to Google something. Uh, but the one major success that they didn't. Uh, 
really predict as well as it, it took off is Google Maps. Yeah. Nobody uses Apple Maps. And if you do, you're daft. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, there is even, I don't even know if there is Apple Maps anymore. You just download there Google is. Maps and everyone uses Google Maps. It's massive. It's huge. Google I know Earth. it's obvious, but you actually look at how well integrated Google is into so many different things. It is actually quite frightening and very clever mm. how a lot of things now sync through into each other. Google yeah. just... I've had the same Gmail I can for, understand why they've got trillions. I've had the same Gmail since from when I first got a Gmail. Do you know what I mean? I've had it... That's like my oldest... By far my oldest um, email address. And we use Google Drive and stuff. Imagine if they killed Google Drive. Yeah, we'd have to pay for Dropbox. Uh. It's not. It's not like you tell someone to go ask Jeeves, is it? It's Google. Yeah, to, to Google. Just something. became like you say. Just became a verb. The thing. It's, a, it's a thing, isn't yeah. it? It's, yeah, it's it's incredible. But yeah, um, the main thing that stung is Google Plus. I miss it dearly. And people are going to say it was crap. You were never in it. You were never in it. <laughs> Gadget knows he was in it. I was there. It, it was. was good. It was. It was a movement, and we just got executed. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I miss you so much. Rest in peace, Google+. Plus. Uh, Gadget, oh, what you got? Okay, so if you just give me a second to alter this to what I'm going to talk about here. Um, <laughs> uh, so so for, for my last one this, one, this one's very near and dear to my heart. Mm. As a musician, as a music lover, um, the humble mini-disc. Oh, the mini-disc. Mini-disc. Oh, what a beauty. Created, and I didn't realize, uh, released originally in 1992. Oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't realize it was that old. Um, but yeah, uh, Minisk, a new, a new kind of optical media format created by Sony. Mm. It is literally what it says on the tin. It is a small CD. Oh, it's gorgeous, in a, though. In, in, in a little plastic case. So it's kind of, when you look at it, it looks a little bit like an old floppy disk. Mm. Um, but it held as much audio as a standard-sized CD in a pretty comparable um, uh, bit rate. So, like, you didn't really notice the difference between a CD and a mini disc. Um, they became a bit of a craze for about 10 years amongst kind of audio enthusiasts. Um, I remember I, I had a sh- I got a sharp mini disc recorder for Christmas and a portable one. Uh, and he was a chunky lad, but that's because he could record mini discs. And you wore baggy trousers then. Everyone did. Everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't matter. Because that, <laughs> that same Christmas, my brother got a mini disc player, audible Ooh. one, which was super skinny, but it couldn't record. It didn't have the recording yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, um, so we just used my mini, my, my one to record all the mini discs, um, and it was at the time cassettes were on their way out, mag- mag- magnetic tape cassettes, and these were kind of the alternative because you it was pretty easy to go and buy a Sony portable CD player, but they were bulky as fuck, and you'd have to carry a big wallet of CDs in your bag with you when you went to college, and you know they were just inconvenient. Also, uh, portable CD players would skip like fuck if you had it in your pocket. Oh, you imagine you jogging with one of them. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, even the ones that said, oh, these, these are skip-free fitness scenes. No, they're players. not. It's like, nah. <laughs> you might get skip-free on one song, but when it skips the next, it can't buffer yeah. it fast enough. Mm. And it just skips like hell. Yeah, mini-disc is just such a good size, wasn't it? Yeah, mi- yeah mini-discs, they're, they're about, what, inch and a half by an inch and a half square? Yeah. They were just, yeah. they were really small. Um, they were released in 60 minutes, 74 minutes, later 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, there was also the mini-disc, um, I, th- I think it was the uh, MD data, that was it, the mini-disc yeah. data ones. Which I remember. So when I did my music production A level, we had um, some Tascam recorders, uh, multi-track recorders that used mini discs. Beautiful. And those, I mean, those mini discs—they were expensive. They were about thirty pound each for each disc, but you could do multi-track audio on them, which was incredible. You had track, four A tracks of recording on them, and it was—it was fantastic technology. And you, your entire like schoolwork was on just this little plastic disc. It looked Great. futuristic. It felt futuristic. 
yeah, they were they were so good. And like I said, the, the actual quality of the audio that came through them was really good. Just how over, small it was, yeah. Yeah, over time, players got smaller and smaller. Like the Sonys were the the pretty oh, standard God. ones, like the, the, the little Sony ones. But they, they never caught on. Like It was very rare for you to find an album that was released on mini-disc as well as CD. Mm. 99% of the times, you were buying mini blank mini-discs and kind of backing up your audio to them. They, they, they were very much a supplementary format, a little bit like cassettes were. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had loads of them. I had, I had about a hundred of them. Just like my my uncle still to this day has a huge collection of mini discs. I mean, some stuff he's copied himself on that, but yeah. they look incredible on a shelf to this day. <laughs> they do, yeah. Like I mean, because because they all had this weird kind of like translucent thing, and obviously you saw the yeah. platter of the disc itself inside. Mm. Um, I remember like any, when I was a teenager. Any time I go to the Metro Centre, I would be walking past HMV. I'd go in and buy oh. another pack of five blank mini discs because yeah. I'd bought some new CDs. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, when I was doing my, my paper round, my paper round when I were a lad, yeah. and I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have two mini discs with us because it would take me an hour and a half to do the paper round. Yep. And it would be a, a less than Jake Hello Rock view. Mm. And, and calm. Um, no, no. Um, uh, OPM's Menace to Sobriety. Oh, <laughs> you're a little skateboarder, were you? Oh, yeah. I was, I was a proper little skate punk. Never had, never owned a skateboard, but oh no, just, you didn't I need the, to. Love the music and the scene. You didn't need to. Um, but yeah, was wearing a carry one. Yeah. He had his little, he had his, <laughs> he had his uh, Thrasher hoodie on. He was a skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love that little maze because again, it was also compared to a CD player, they were very small, very light, and um, battery life on them tended to be really, really Massive. good. As well. like, oh like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd stick because I didn't have the rechargeable battery for mine, so I would stick one double A in it, and it would last me about three weeks. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, so I had. Um, Mini disc was my choice of portable machine Same. D- during my year levels. Yeah, I had the MP3 version. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So MP3 players at the time were massive. There was hardly any storage on them whatsoever. So 128 megabytes. So yeah, you, it's like, well, why bother having that when I could have my mini disc player and have more songs with carry more songs with me on my mini your disc. entire bear share library yeah you could have like yeah. <laughs> you could, rather than like you know <clears throat> paying stupid amounts for an mp3 player that you could only have a set amount of songs on it's just like well yeah. i can just carry 10 tapes with me mini discs with me and just have yeah. just switch between them and, and look I'm, like an absolute cool bastard I th- i'm yeah. sure you could get you could get a lot of song, mp3 songs on them as well you could so yeah, the, yeah so, so the uh, uh, the MP3 one, so yeah, if you if you put the bitrate low enough, which I, I guess most you could people get like a hundred bloody songs on them. Yeah, because each each mini disc, the eighty eighty minute uh, mini discs equate to about seven hundred meg. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, you know, that, that, that's and about, then that's it sounded good songs. to us. Yeah. You know what I mean, our young ears. Yeah, but the th- the thing is, I mean, there was also the high MD, which was the um, the bigger mini disc format. Yeah. Um. But that was also that was restricted to certain hardware. Like you could only have certain players would use that. But it was basically it was just a bigger capacity mini disc. Let's not forget size. the UMD. But um. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was because it was a proprietary Sony um format, a bit like CDs and VHS and stuff like that. Anyone who wanted to make one had to pay license royalties to yeah. Sony. So the price could never really be competitive against Sony's players. Sony's players were fantastic. Though. They oh, were God, brilliant. Yeah. But ultimately, Minidisc went the way of the dodo because of MP3 and primarily because of Apple. Because when the iPod released and you could 
instead of carrying around a handful of discs so you can have a couple of hundred songs with you, <laughs> when you could have several thousand with you at any given time. On your five gigabyte iPod. Yeah, when, yeah. They, when they had like <laughs> enough memory to hold the whole library on it, it was just like, yeah. Yeah, but- yeah. I went from CDs directly to an iPod. Really? Yeah, you missed, oh, you missed mini-discs, mate. They were brilliant. Yeah, it was when the third generation iPod came out, which was the first one to release on Windows. Yeah. Because um, the first two yeah. were Mac only. Yeah, they had the third generation iPod came out, which you got in uh, ten gig or twenty gig, and yeah. it just absolutely, absolutely murdered. And also, uh, then obviously the shuffles came out and stuff like that for the yeah. for the more the less hardcore and the yeah, shuffles exactly. were like ninety nine quid. My first one, the eighty gig. You know what yeah, you missed it, out on, Biggie? That satisfying like opening of the mini disc. Oh, and listening, oh, hearing, picking, hearing the mechanisms, picking it open. That was satisfying, oh, and then closing it with a. Oh. The thing is, for, the thing is, for what was in the field, it was still a very successful, uh, very successful technology. Uh, by according to Wikipedia, by March 2011, Sony had sold 22 million mini disc players. I still feel like it was what one of those overnight things, though. It just just died. Yeah, it was. It was, like it was basically murdered overnight by um, yeah. Apple. Yeah. Um, the, the last players were still being sold in March 2013. Yeah, mini discs, wonderful. Yeah, rest in peace, mini discs. Uh, excellent, uh, Candy. Your last one. Uh, this one, in this instance, the technology itself didn't fail. Humans failed the technology. Oh, my God. Ooh. I'd like to tell you a little story of a robot called Hitchbot. Hitchbot? Uh, <laughs> Hitchbot was conceived by David Smith and Frank Zeller as a social experiment to determine whether robots could trust humans. Um, the idea- <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> so the idea was to create this hitchhiking robot that would traverse the length of various countries. Fuck, I remember this! Yeah. Oh, my God! Due yes. to the kindness of strangers. Yes! Um, the robot successfully travelled more than 6,000 kilometres from Halifax to Victoria in Canada. Yeah. Following that, it uh, got through Germany and then the Netherlands completely unscathed. Uh, so after its previous successes, Hitchbot's next mission was to travel the length of the USA, yeah. starting in uh, Massachusetts <laughs> to California. Uh-oh. I think you could probably guess how that went. That thing got shagged. Got it. it got shagged got so it. much. <laughs> so during his little trip, they, they packed him off. The last thing it said to its creator was, I think I've changed my mind. <laughs> you being serious? Yeah, the robot Seriously. is crying. <laughs> she said goodbye, Hitchbot. I think I've changed my mind. So, um, oh my God. During this trip, he'd, he'd made a bucket list of uh, destinations that he'd hoped that um, people would take him to, and these included seeing the lights in Times Square, the Grand Canyon, Disney Wells, uh, you know, every, every big touristy destination in the States. Yeah. Unfortunately, tragedy struck. Mm-hmm. When in Florida, less than, man. <laughs> Florida <laughs> man. No, he didn't even get that far. Less than two weeks into his adventure, he was uh, violently murdered. Murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Oh just like God. Google Plus. I'm absolutely gutted by a vandal. Its remains were located by a fan. <laughs> Images were sent to its creator, but unfortunately... I bet it was like, damaged. kill me, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've just looking at it now. Someone's done a meme here. It's got like one side's picture of him with a suitcase on a chair with an American flag. The next one picture next to it is him just... just a- pile of rubbish and someone's what nothing makes me laugh as consistently as remembering the story of hitchbot the hitchhiking robot that made it all the way across canada and tried to do the same in the usa but was immediately beaten to death in philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) 
I remember. I remember as soon as you said, as soon as you told me what Hitchbot was, I remember the fact that at that moment in time, it was the most selfied object in the world, wasn't it? It was. I've yeah. never so, yeah. heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of it. It was huge. It was a huge yeah. deal. It when had a massive fan base. This when, was, when was this? 2016, I yeah, believe. Yeah. So it, it wasn't that long ago. So um, the original experiment, it was, it was a success. It did find out whether robots could trust humans or not. Well, it can trust good humans, <laughs> just not, not Americans. Americans. Maybe not Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to get some feedback on this from our, because we do have an American audience. Uh, what would you do? American if, listeners will remember this. If, if Hitchbot <laughs> turned up to your house, what would you do? Would you would you bring it in? Would you would you shoot it in his face? <laughs> <laughs> would you well, it was it? a big problem because he, it had a tracker in it. Did you so vote it everyone... in as president. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, whenever somebody somebody you know people would take it into their house, and because it has a tracker, and um, people could sort yeah, of they, um, they made it like, track it on his journey. I've seen pictures of it like sat and having having dinner with people and stuff like this. You know I mean? Football games, doing yeah. Mexican waves, but all these people would turn up to people's houses because they were massive fans. So you know they. Wake up in the morning, fifty people outside taking photos and of it. Desecrated. <laughs> Somebody nice. must have tried to have sex with it in the Loads. states. Loads. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can imagine the tracker going off. You've got a pretty mouth, up and down. Seems to be going up and down on the spot. <laughs> oh. Well, it can interact as well, so it can it can talk back. I do not want this. <laughs> bad touch. Bad touch. <laughs> Not that. No, no. Uh. <laughs> this is the sound of a podcast going off the rails. Rest in, rest in peace, Hitchbot. Shut down. Shut down. I think. I think. Uh, as much as we could talk about Hitchbot's exploits forever, Hitchbot off. And we, 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 we may even record a, uh, a a play or a narrative based on his life. <laughs> Uh, not, not based on the way it ended. No, <laughs> it's a tragedy. Oh, uh, no, but we need no. to move on to our our, our bulging Hitchbot mail sack. Um, yes. I wonder what had happened to that mail sack if we let it across America. I don't know, but we're starting off with another robot chat. Oh no! Because uh, X Ben Blaster X has come in saying the Sony robot dog Ibo's originally oh, launched Ibo. in 1999. Me and Steve were talking about these other day. What a beautiful taste of the future this robot dog was. Big in scope, limited in capabilities, the future of man's best friend it wasn't. Today they fetch a high price on eBay, yeah, they but do. that's all about it. It's about all it's good for. You can get the fake ones, the Poundland ones. Oh God, they were dreadful. <laughs> Just as bad. Uh, Terrestrial Extra is saying, for me it's my recent experience of Bluetooth earbuds. Oh dear. Uh, I spent ages deliberating which to buy and settled on the discreet, loud, and quite expensive Jabra Elites. At first I thought, it's the future. No wires, good connection, but then one fell out into the sink while I was washing oh, up. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, they're, so, st- they're somewhat waterproof, so it still worked. As time went on, they would randomly fall out in a shop. Uh, sorry, they would randomly fall out in a shop, in the street. But the last straw was when one fell into the toilet while I was taking a piss. No. <laughs> flush it. To, Just flush it. <laughs> I had to fish through my piss to get it back. Oh, no. No. Is it a design flaw or is it my ears? I sold them on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> After oh. giving them a good clean, of course. Mostly, oh, mostly new. Disclaimer, covered in piss. Oh. <laughs> it's disgusting, I, I, horrible person. Oh, I've, I've got some... Extra extra is a baddie. Yeah, I've got some... Blue there is t- slight yellow discoloration. <laughs> I've got some Bluetooth earpiece, ear ones. That yeah. are perfect. They've been absolutely perfect for me, and like they've never fallen out. In fact, I've been running in them. I've been to the gym with them. I wear them all the time. 
my friend said, oh, yeah, buy these. It's a really good sound, a decent price for it and everything. Literally, he came up to me and goes, these earbuds are shit. They're always falling out. I was like, like yeah, so yeah, it's you just haven't your, got the ears for it. It's pal. just it's just your ears. I said, have you tried all the different sized buds? Yeah, yeah, they're always falling out. It's like mm. you just got shit ears then. Shit yeah. ears, shit ears. <laughs> and I think this is a terrestrial extras problem. Yeah, you've got shit yeah. ears, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that F King show says mini discs. Good man. Yeah, uh, the stopgap between CDs and MP3 players. The idea of copying digital music to tapes was uh, was great. Got a portable player to re- replace my huge discman. The players felt great, clunky metal things that fit in your hand, wouldn't skip if moved a lot, not much else. The problem, the discs would skip. A lot. Yeah, that mm, kind they of did was a, a problem with They did a bit. Uh, and you'd lose space in them every time you re-recorded onto it. Yeah, you did. It, you did. They'd like wall down. All right, yeah. Uh, a 90-minute disc would be down to 70 after a few changes, and the yeah. blanks were super expensive. Then MP3 players came out not long after, and they became pointless. Uh, you see, I, I, never, I never got the, um, the, the thing with uh, the audio re- amount of audio reducing yeah. the disc. Because I used to just keep buying blank discs and yeah, just keep building yeah. up. Never it went tight never like re-rec- us. <laughs> nah, never re-recorded over anything. It, uh, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was as severe as two times, but they used to wear yeah. down eventually, like normal yeah. CDs did. Yeah. Uh, he also says mine didn't last that long. I traded back to my discman for a bit. Started refusing to read discs and met the business end of a hammer. Shame. Yeah. Those things look cool. <laughs> oh, they're so sexy. Uh, Rob Shack. Oh, oh, poor oh. Rob Shack. <laughs> Rob Shack says, I had the HD DVD drive for the Xbox 360. Oh, baby. Oh, no, you poor thing. I was convinced it was going to be the winner against Blu-ray. Not only did it fail, but I feel like I failed. I wonder how many times you watched Dodgeball on that. <laughs> you can see, that was you, the qu- you can quickest see. battle that was over, like, yeah, done. Minutes. You can see why, based on mm. Sony's previous history. Yeah, they used to win. Beta, no, they don't. Betamax didn't win. Mini oh, discs kind of, mini disc did kind of go the way of the dodo as well. Like people were saying, and, and people wouldn't know what a Blu-ray is, but they would know that a DVD in HD that made sense. This yeah. is so that's why it kind of made sense that HD DVD would be the thing. But what color scheme did they have? Was it like a red? Like it a was a red, red. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if the um, if the HD DVD drive was built into the Xbox 360, I think it might have won. Yeah. Look, because, we all know we no all wanted know, to buy an extra unit that looks shit just, next visual, to you. Visual hardware like that, it goes wherever porn goes. Yeah. We all know this, and yeah. Blu-ray and porn po- kicked off. Yep. Uh, Optimus Brides says, I had, I think I still do have, an Ouya. Brilliant <laughs> as a stream box. Tons of arcades and indies, but completely unsupported and doomed to fail. Yeah. I went to EGX where they first announced this, and they were giving them away free if you queued up as you walked in. And I didn't realise what people were queuing up for. And by the time I realised what they were giving away, it was too late. But they literally just had people queuing. As soon as people walked in that knew about it, were there. And they walked away with one free on that day. Have you seen that yeah. they've flashed Android 10 on Ouya's now? Can you imagine that? I, imagine I, think, that? I, think, I think about the best thing I ever saw someone do with the new year was just stick on XBMC and use it as yeah. a media centre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that, I've seen that. Blow it up. Yeah. Uh, Tig says, uh, does mini discount as fail tech? It does indeed. Yep. I know they were popular in the recording industry and enabled people to master their home studio performances before computers really took over, but it really should have been a bigger success. I guess it's another example of a licensed media format like Betamax preventing wider adoption. As a hi-fi geek, I always wanted a mini disc player in my system just because the format seems so exotic and cool. Those little discs were like mysterious high-tech pellets sent from the future. That said, there was scant original media available and what was in shops was much more expensive than the CD equivalent. 
Also, the Midas Walkmans were about as badass as any tech I'd ever seen. So if cool. Batman had a Walkman, it would be a jet black mini disc Walkman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were so good. They looked so good. Do you remember how many people suddenly wanted mini disc players when that Bomb Funk MCs video came out? Freestyler. And started, and, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the kid was playing with the remote at the beginning of it. it was yeah. Like, that was like the be- the most effective product placement I've ever seen. Rock yeah. the microphone. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Angry Kurt's come in. Is he best boy again yet? Has he earned that? Um, he's been good for the past few weeks. Let him have it. Best boy, okay. Angry best, Kurt. Best boy, Angry Kurt's come in and says, Hi, crew. Uh, I have two suggestions. The first one's the PS1 Mini. Sony saw the success of the NES Mini and the SNES Mini from Nintendo, but didn't do anywhere near as good a job with it. The game selection on there was missing classic games, which, granted, may be due to licensing issues, but the games they did have on there were poor versions of those games. Yep. And my second suggestion was a piece of tech I saw in one of the early series of Dragon's Den. It was a device which boiled eggs in a couple of minutes. Stick Whoa. the egg in, and it boiled it. I thought it would be the next toaster and be huge for the inventor, but for whatever reason, it never caught on. The reason it never caught on <laughs> is because it exist. didn't... No, because it didn't fucking work. Oh, did it not? Because it, cause he, the, I, remember that, I remember that Dragon's Den. They did the demonstration in the den. It didn't you work. put the egg in, put the water in, and like it, it, bu- it bubbled away for like three minutes, and, and they cracked it open, and it was liquid inside. Didn't cook the egg <laughs> no, at it's all. It's like pans work. Yeah. yeah why overcomplicate it? <laughs> yeah. A pan. Everyone's got a pan. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rake has come in saying, uh, I'm going to name an unusual piece of tech, the canal system. Technical ingenuities were poured into building and operating the waterway networks, uh, at least by the standard of the 18th and 19th century. Oh, my word. Of course, with the invention of rails and later on the spreading of motorways, canals slowly but surely failed in the competition of commercial transportation. However, instead of falling into disrepair and fading away into history, the canals found a new purpose in leisure activities and and natural preservation. They're also the home of shopping trolleys. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And comedy. Yeah. Uh, I have never experienced the canal mania. But I do enjoy taking a walk along the local canal sometimes. Like Hulkamania. Yeah. Help people. <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite scenery is there. A happy ending after being beaten by new technologies. Not so bad for a centuries old creation. I do like it when Ray emails in. He, he always he, has some really profound I mean, shit. he's, he's yeah. saying that, but it's because of a canal that my industry is suffering at the moment. Because of the, the Suez, Suez canal. canal. Yeah, we are behind don't, massively. Don't think he's talking about the Suez Canal. It's still a canal. <laughs> <laughs> the man-made technology. Okay, true. Bastards. Yeah. And finally, Deadbeat Punk has got back into his essay Strapping. writing. Chapter and one. I've, I, I've, I've pre-read this one, so what you're going to hear in the background is a little bit of sad music, because this is a sad tale. Oh. Dear, Mo- Dear Moldy Esculence, my piece of failed technology that was taken from me far too soon was the mini-disc player. Now, this was not just any mini-disc player. This was the beautiful cobalt blue Sony MZN707. I, re- I remember it fondly. I saved for this bastard for months, mostly through after-school and weekend jobs, which gave birth to a general hatred of the public, a disdain for which I carry to this day. <laughs> Thankfully, I began a tuck shop empire during that time, which probably <laughs> paid better than my current endeavours. It went a bit breaking bad and I had to cease trading or risk being suspended from the school. I had been caught buying four of the lockers to keep produce in and employed two of the students. Lanky Larry's were a goldmine. My ill-gained riches were bundled together and I finally had enough of the beautiful mini-disc player. Not just the player, I went for the full package. The battery pack, which was a matching case that housed an AA battery so that I wouldn't be caught listening to pricks after straying too far from a power source. A mini display that contained all the information of what was currently playing, track and volume controls. This was a fucking revelation. The lead ran up the sleeve of your blazer in school, so it was excellent for some sneaky in-class entertainment. 
Of course, I also treated myself to a brand new pair of in-ear Sennheisers, because only animal rapists would use the, head the earphones bundled with the player. He's accurate with that. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. Sony Sonic Stage was a tremendous pain in the dick. It was. Uh, but after faffing about with that for a few days, all my favourite artists had a disc each, an artist's discography in the palm of your hand. You weren't sniff well, if, if you weren't sniffy about compression rates, that is. There was a snazzy function that allowed you to record via fibre optic as well as aux. The fibre optic recordings included the skips between tracks and was a great way of sharing CDs during learning hours. Of course, this all went out the window as soon as I found out about peer-to-peer -peer sharing. Yo-ho! <laughs> now, we did have its shortcomings. It certainly wasn't perfect, but for the needs of a teenage punk, it was everything I could ever want. Until one day, while whilst waiting for the bus, I found myself in a scuffle, which was not uncommon. A misplaced kick which my brave mini-disc player took the brunt of ended its life. Oh. I grabbed the blazer of this heartless attacker, pulled it over his head, got him into a headlock and buried him backwards into a wall, possibly doing some spinal damage. I don't recall. <laughs> what I do recall is the crumpled form of my little musical companion, shaped like a blue Pringle, tiny <coughs> springs and screws rattling around its little curved husk. The sense of loss was indescribable. I had failed my greatest technological pal. I would learn to love again, however. The saving, proce saving process began once more. I was going to replace Little Blue, but by that stage they'd stopped producing mini-disc players. The rise of the MP3 player had firmly killed that form of media, so I treated myself to an Arcos 204, a little French 20-gig monster of an MP3 player, a device I still have hidden in my car for emergencies. But I still think of that Little Blue player. I should have left that cunt in crutches or at least kept an ear. <laughs> Live and learn. Wow. I've just got the image of him like, Charlton Heston, you maniacs! <laughs> you killed it! Yeah. The Arcos 204 was really good, actually. Is that I the one with the screen and you could watch DivX on it and stuff like that? No, 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 it wasn't that advanced. It was the the Arcos did one, us. though, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did one that yeah. did that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I love an email. Terrible story. We're, we're, we're going to sell, this, sell the rights to this the one. The thing is, I, I, made. I get where his rage comes from now. That's where it stems, <laughs> surely. <laughs> The death of That's, the big That's his image. origin story right there. That is his origin story. <laughs> That's how he became the ultimate baddie. Hmm, excellent. You know in Star Wars when R2-D2 gets hit by the uh, Jawas with the electrical yeah. carriage and he just goes, <laughs> and then crashes over. Yeah. I just had that with the little <laughs> mini disc player. <laughs> poor, little poor sad R2-D2 noises. So, poor little pun. Mm. But uh, yeah, that's, a, that's the mailbag for this week. Oh, excellent. Thank you very excellent. much and thank you everyone for writing in. Um, it's now time for the socials and a little sneak peek of what we're going to be doing next week. Take it away, Stig. Okay, you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find a link to all of our episodes, socials, and our Discord. If you have any comments, you can either tweet us there or email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to watch gaming streams, come and watch us at twitch.tv forward slash modernescapism this week, or he will have already started. Uh, no, you won't have. Time is... <laughs> Time is flat wrong. circle. Time is wrong. Uh, no, this week, Oodles starting Banjo-Kazooie. I'm not really oh, sure yeah. why, but... <laughs> why is because that I've, nev I've, I've never played it. And, and, and Punk keeps threatening him if you won't play it. Not just him. A few people have said okay, You've never played it. You can't talk about it if... Because I, I said, I said like... Oh, apparently, apparently... No, apparently, you can talk about games when you've not played them, can't you, Oodles? <laughs> 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 Slagging gears off constantly, and admit, admitted this week this is the first time I've played a gears game. <laughs> and I played half an hour of one. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play uh, Banjo Kazooie, and 
Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Cool. Uh, Biggie's going to carry on his Dark Souls stream as ever on mm. Mondays. And I'm not sure. Sh- oh, Gadget is uh, streaming Hades on Wednesdays. Oh, sexy times. Yeah. Uh, as Oodles alluded to at the start, we have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash modern escapism, on there you'll find three tiers £5 for the modern escapees, which gets you extended weekly episodes as well as any uh, specials we do. You get a minimum of at least one special a month. Uh, on there at the moment, Oodles and I are doing weekly Loki spoiler specials. Which are brilliant. Which coming out every Friday. Uh, or £5 for the Scott Sheep, which gets you early access to Scott Sheep episodes ad-free, as well as any artwork produced by Candy, and you can suggest NPC characters, items, and weapons to Gadget. Yeah, we need them. Come on. We need yep. them. Or 750 for the Biggie Bundle, which gets you everything. Yeah. So, um, Scott Sheep, that episode two is out now. Came it out is. last Friday, and it was a banger. I re-listened <laughs> to it when it came out, and... Uh, I really enjoy yeah. listening back to it, even though... I did too. Even though you were there. I was there. I know what happened, but I just enjoy listening back to them. It's really good. And, we, and we've got episodes three and four in the can as well, and they are quality. Yes. It's so much fun recording them this week. We're getting better, aren't we? I, I mean, we're already ama- we started off amazing, and we're just getting better. Yes. I can't believe it. <laughs> so next week, we are doing media that means something different to you now versus when you were a child. Yeah. So this could be a book, film, TV show, piece of music, anything you remember experiencing as a child, and now means something different to you, whether it be good or bad. For example, I've spoke about it before. Um, I was really terrified of ET when I was a kid. Now it's obviously a heartwarming little story. So that kind of example. Yeah. Or something more profound. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just fucking throw me in the gutter like that. Twice. I, I was terrified of E.T. as a youth. And now he's just a little cuddly poo man. Yeah. And as ever, leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you want, be quiet about it. But the patrons, if you go meet us round the back... <laughs> We'll see you in a few seconds, but for everyone else, it's uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, and good night. Got a new opening. Yo, 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 welcome to Modern Escapism. I'm here in the crew. <laughs> ones and twos. For the ones and twos. <laughs> come to the front, come to the front. The louder you scream, the faster the ride. Here now we're now. recording. <laughs>